Hey! Hi! Welcome to Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana and Lani. So, we are in Christmas season. It's Christmas season. Woo-woo. What's your favourite Christmas song? I mean, like, not him. No, not him. Oh. No, I'm yeah. just saying, because I actually him. have many no. Christmas hymns. But I mean, like, what's, your, what's well, the song you hear at Christmas time? You're like, it's, it's Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you. Really? I can tell you it's a classic. Or... Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful yes, Christmas Yes, they played time. that in the office yeah. and I was like, this is That's actually, Christmas, this is yeah. the one, this yeah. is the Christmas one. Some people don't like this song, but I really like it. That, but you hear that like, like, it's Christmas time! It just feels warm and fuzzy and reminds me of eating jollof rice. That's exactly what. Jollof rice at roast. That's exactly what. Paul McCartney was hoping it would come across in the song when he was singing it. He's like, I just want people to feel like, sorry, he's from, he's from Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. I just want people to feel like, it doesn't sound like anything. Wow. I just want people, yeah, I'm making them Northern, you know, yeah. to feel like they've had a roast. This accent is all over the place. <laughs> I was going to say, my accent, I want people to feel like they've had a roast, they've had some jollof, Lovely jumbly. <laughs> Only falls in awesome. Oh my god. How has my guy gone from Liverpool to Peckham? Ow. Listen. Um, what's your favourite Christmas song? Yeah, I love that song. Is that your favourite one? I, no, I literally, in office, in the office today, they're playing non stop Christmas songs. Yeah. And to, I'm not going to lie, I'm already at like. Enough. Max, yeah. <laughs> I, when yeah. that one played, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, and also my actual favourite song is is obviously Wham, Last Christmas. Oh yeah, Last Christmas. Last Christmas hits in a different way when you know that George Michael died on Christmas Day. What? Yeah, he died on Christmas it Day. It was Christmas Day. It was Christmas Day they announced that he well, died. I think it was new- but did he die on Christmas Day? That's what they announced that he did. But did he die on Christmas well, Day? I don't know. But okay. They just announced that he did. I mean, it was very... I thought he died on New Year's Eve for some reason. No, because I remember my sister made a... I don't know, ill-timely joke where it was like, well, that definitely was his last Christmas. <laughs> and that's how I always remember. And that's how I always remember. But it's a very, it was a very, again, ill-timely, or perhaps perfectly timely joke. Because it was on Christmas Day that she made that joke. But, um... I love George Michael. Yeah, that was a great song. Great I actually song. love yeah. George I love him, yeah. so, um... And uh, I've started singing Destiny's Child's one. Doesn't it feel like Christmas? Even though it's not my favourite. It like it's just like, gives me the, the vibe. Like... Yeah, yeah, that's not really one that immediately comes no. to my head. But when I hear it, I'm going to be like... I know yeah. the fans, yeah. the lads, the ladies are loving this. Yeah, because no. we are great singers. Well, after the last episode... <laughs> No, because sometimes we were deliberately, deliberately singing badly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And sometimes we were just on the same note. Yeah, we were. Do you know what? When I listened to, to yeah, it back, it, it wasn't, wasn't that bad. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. And I was just like, oh, this my, is yeah, in tune. My, my ears weren't bleeding. <laughs> a lot of it was in tune. Yeah. Lyrics were not there. No, no, no. There was we a lot of, off book. There was a lot of la, 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 la. We were not off book at all. That was clear. Yeah. But we got the... We were in... We're in sync. We're in we're, harmony. And also we were, we were conveying the feeling of yeah, the song. Yeah, which I think is the most important thing. So important. Yeah. I went down a massive rabbit hole of um, X Factor Christmas number ones with my sister over the weekend. Leona Lewis, A Moment Like This. Listen to that song again. It's a banger. She she can sing. She can sing. We tried to hit that note. Was What's that? Gareth, what was Gareth Gates' one? 
Oh, oh he was um, he was before X Factor. He was before X Factor. Um, oh no, uh, Will Young was on Chain Mel- Melody. Was it? Oh, what? It's gonna annoy me. Did you know that Darius is Jim? I know. I know, it's so sad. It's very crazy to me because he can't be that old. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. And he's such a part, like, I, like low-key, a big part of my childhood because yeah. Pop Idol, massive. Gav Gates, Will Young, and Darius yes. will be in my brain for the rest of my life. Mind you, Darius didn't even win. He didn't win. Gareth Gates didn't. But Gareth Gates was one of the first signs where you don't have to win. Gav Gates make... did win, didn't he? No, Will Young did. So Gareth Gates proved that you do not have to win to make it big. Have you I got- always had a crush on Will Young and not Gareth Gates. And that explains a lot. And that's very interesting. <laughs> Honestly. I blame Will Young for the 10 plus years I spent <laughs> lusting after men who were in fact gay men. <laughs> Will Young, you have to answer for your crimes. But Will, it was not my fault. It was his fault. No, he, he didn't need to tell anyone that he was gay. No, he didn't have to tell anyone. Yeah, so, you know. Like, if you told me I would have I could have been like, let me, before I have a crush on you, <laughs> let me understand that you are off limits. So I was like, well, I have a crush on Will Young. And then they were like, you know Will Young's gay? I was like, well, I guess I have a crush on gay men now. <laughs> then it continues. Great. So here we go. Another complex. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I have a list of people that I just immediately, I'm like, I love him. He's so cool. And it's like, but he don't feel you. <laughs> No. He doesn't think the same way. Lisp as well. No, that was Gareth Gates. No, Gareth Gates had a stutter. Oh, yeah. Get your speech I'm sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. All I remember was like... That's how you know this was almost 20 years I ago. Know, because it was a while. There were two most famous people on in the country. I mean, yeah. And one of them had a lisp and one of them had a, a stutter. But they had amazing voices. They did have beautiful voices. Where were the women in this show? Yeah, there was none. I can't... All I remember was, was like... There was not one woman, it clearly. Was, it was the pop stars where it was like... Uh, girls Aloud and then One True Voice. <laughs> one True Voice? I think it was One True Voice was the other person. Other I didn't group. know who the other group was. I only know Girls Aloud. It was because Girls Aloud did that. Yeah, they did it. They but, did no, that. but One True Voice. Girls oh. Aloud <coughs> walked. So little mix. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, Girls Aloud walked so the Saturdays could run so that Little Mix could become the most famous girl band ever. Or that Little Mix could fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes, it's so Girls Aloud, Saturdays, and then... Little Mix. Wait, was the Saturdays from X Factor? Yeah. They, weren't they, they... Yeah, they weren't made... The Saturdays didn't make it. They were, But they were pulled together like, yes, like One yeah. Direction. Actually, you know what? One yeah. Direction... I was talking about this with my sister as well. I was like... The way that the, the producers Beatles walked, the, so. <laughs> I don't think I think that you know we should have overshoot there. One Direction was great, but you know, are the Beatles even that good? They were one of the greatest at that time. Yes, who was One Direction was the greatest at that time? What are you talking one about? One of yes. So the Beatles walked so that yeah, One Direction what, could run. I'm sorry, the Beatles, boys to men. One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> there is no line between the two. and Boys to Men. I mean, absolutely none. But it's you know. Jackson Five, Boys to Men. True. And Sync. Um, Pretty Ricky. <laughs> That's the line. Oh my God. <laughs> was it Pretty Ricky one boy? No, Pretty Ricky was five guys. Were they? Yeah, they were bad. What about um, BMW? <laughs> B2K. <laughs> oh yeah, I got it wrong. Jackson Five to Boys to Men to B2K to Pretty Ricky. I don't even think I, I can't, I don't even know what Pretty Ricky was. 
grind with me. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah, that's a that's a deal. That's Pretty wicked. They, they were children. They should not be singing that song. <laughs> Absolutely not. They weren't children. They were like eighteen. Yeah. I mean, now we would say they yeah, were children, yeah, but exactly. at the time we were yeah. children. When yeah, they were yeah. Children. Like, but B Two K was probably the band that was like the last big boy band that I remember and like loved. Oh yeah, apart from One Direction, I did like them, but they were again too young. Backstreet Boys to NSYNC, pipeline. But who was before Backstreet Boys? Uh, the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> Joe, fifty years to Backstreet Boys. I love the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. One Direction. That is that's the pipeline. Actually, you no. Know, who was before Backstreet Boys? It was like handsome. Uh, no. Really? I think they were actually coming out at the same time. Maybe, yeah. He was but like Hanson could the... never sing Backstreet's Back. No, they could not. But no, the I mean, Backstreet they're... Boys could sing Mbop. They could, sure. and, and also make it sound so much better like Mbop. There's a little effect to it. Mbop, <laughs> <laughs> all that, like, auto-tune. Backstreet Boys could do Bye Bye by NSYNC, but NSYNC could not do Backstreet's Back. They don't. They just don't have. Uh, I think that, that, uh, that, they were, that like teenage. Yeah. Back, though it was so young, so much yeah. younger than Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I don't know. Backstreet Boys just seem a bit more urban somehow. The, oh, Even I thought. Though I thought. Everyone knows Justin Timberlake was black. Not anymore. Not anymore. But back when Justin Timberlake was black, actually he, he was he, black after. Was it? No, yeah. he was kind of black because he had that kind yeah, of hair. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. <laughs> He was the only one that was like, no, nah, I'm going to keep my roots. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's like all these white boys and then just doing like ethnic. <laughs> like, who is this boy? Who is this guy? And then he was like, no, but I'm black though. And then now, well, after Janet Jackson, he's, he's like, no, nah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's become an absolute though. Yeah. Quite the music is, is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm now trying to think who was before Backstreet Boys. Um, the Osbournes? The Donny... Donny... <laughs> You know, the... Abba? Abba's mixed group. Yeah, they we don't are, really, sorry. We don't have a current... We don't Wait, have steps. When Abba oh. steps... And steps are iconic. Yeah, steps are. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Do you know what? It's true. Actually, after that, there was no real, like, mixed band. Liberty like... X. Yes, Liberty X. Oh, my gosh. That's a throwback. Sexy. I was about to see everything about you so sexy. That was really what I was like. Oh, oh my gosh, what's going on? It's a really bad song. I'm um, uh, you know, Big Brothers. Big, you know what? Big Brothers. Twenty yeah. one seconds. No, that's so solid crew. So solid crew. <laughs> Just that one song. Just that one song. Big Brothers is actually. Do you know what? Somebody. I saw a TikTok where someone had gone to like her night out and Big Brothers came on and performed. I saw this, yeah, over the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, how have I forgotten about these lads? Yeah, but they were big. But where'd they go? End dubs. Na na na. Na na na. End dubs is. Na na na. Delisa was a judge on X Factor. We were looking. <laughs> Could you believe it? I literally was like, times change. <laughs> Talisa was a judge and this girl thought she was on top of the world. Cheryl, it's actually crazy that Talisa got to be a judge on that I know. Better. And she was Cheryl Cole. Well, it could, there were all these other girlies that were doing what Talisa was doing. Yeah. Again, na na na. No, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. She was a judge on X Factor before Alicia was on Bros Got Talent. That is shameful. That is shameful. Mystique. Mystique, well, that was a great band. 
There was like Destiny's Child. Jobs, Mystique, yeah. they're not even in the same no, category. No. It's Mystique all the way. Mystique. No. There was Destiny Child, En Vogue, Mystique. I mean, we're now moving between continents now, but. <laughs> Mystique, Mystique and. Sugar Babes. Mystique and Destiny's Child would have been contemporaries. Yeah, like the so end they, of yeah. Mystique, the beginning of Destiny's Child. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was a Probably day right. overlapped, no. Destiny Child was after and Mystique. Yeah. I feel like. Really? Mis- the, the tail, like the end, the last, I, I like feel, five years of Mystique. I feel like was Cleopatra when... was like before, that's not it. Cleopatra was before both of them. Yeah, so for me, like Cleopatra, then Destiny's Child, then Mystique. Mm. Oh. Mm. We need to do, do our time. This is going to be another segment. At the live show, we're yes. going to randomly do a music timeline of us trying to yes. figure out where people fit. And then we'll make a karaoke. game. Yeah. yeah, we'll do karaoke. We'll make it a game. We'll get girlies come up. They'll guess where they think these things go. If they're right, they get a prize. If they're wrong, they have to sing the entire discography. <laughs> of- <laughs> God. I'll sing finish. Every single song. We need to actually get people to come. And you can't be telling them you have to sing a whole discography. Mm. I think it'll be fun. I think we can get people to come who are not even listening to the pod just for a good night. Yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? But yeah. Should we move on to pop culture news? I think we should. So, pop culture news. I don't know about you, but my timeline has been inundated. Yeah. With tweets about a certain morning show pair. Okay. Who may or may not and I think we're all quite confident that they were having an affair while both of them were married. And for some reason, this has come out on page six. Yeah. And nobody has stopped talking about this since, on my timeline at least. No, I saw it, yeah, over the, the last week. It was like a news story on Kempire, who I follow on YouTube. And he mentioned this story. And I was like, one, of course we're not in America. And I don't even watch this show. But it's so fascinating. Honestly. So fascinating. I feel like my timeline of this story was seeing the post he did for his wife on their 10 year anniversary where he was essentially like, oh, my wife's a saint. I've done so many things to her that she should have walked by now, but she still sticks by me. I don't know if it's her black lady superpower. He did not say He did not say that. Look up the post. No, he did not say that. Look up the post. He he basically wrote, I've, I've done everything in my power to get rid of this woman, but she just won't go. I don't know what, what is it meant for them to think that they can write something. They hate obscene us. messages about women and be like, but you still love me. That, that, that guy who did a wedding post or an engagement post and said, She's not the most attractive. Yeah, you're not the most prettiest girl in the world, but I got you. I'm like... Who does that? I think they broke up. They broke up afterwards. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm sorry. But, but I feel like that's a perfect example of, I imagine that she would have seen that and been like, oh, and then just the internet's furor about that's such a horrible thing to write about your wife probably in, influenced her being like, I don't want to be married to this man anymore. No. I think, yeah, I have to be honest, it's probably the uproar because it was, it was shameful. Anyway, was so shameful. that was the first post I saw. The first post I saw was, the, the 10 year anniversary message to his wife. Should we give some names before we? Yes. Um, so. So the anchors' names are TJ Holmes and Amy Roback. Yeah. And they are on a ABC news show called GMA3. Which 
Honestly, it sounds like the world's most boring show. It does. And yeah. the most interesting thing that's ever happened is that the two anchors are having sex with each other. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, so that that his anniversary post was the first post I saw. Then I saw like posts where people were like, I saw a post that was like, someone had retweeted someone else's tweet, but like where it's like, imagine falling in love with with the love of your life. You're having a moment with her in public, and everyone's telling you that you're you're a bad guy. And it was a picture of. TJ and what did you say her name was? Amy. Amy, um, at a bar, yeah, like mumbling yeah. and cackling is yeah. what I could only assume they were doing because it was a photo. Yeah, and I was like, this is such a crazy take to be like, yeah. I listen, guys, they fall in love. Why are you guys being extra about it? Because they're both married. Well, they actually both got separated from their partners yeah. in the summer yeah at the exact same, same time. time but they're saying nothing happened before yeah. of course something happened oh, before yeah. he had also cheated prior to that this is the, i think the yeah. most nuts part of this yeah. story so okay let's say the two of them didn't cheat mm. right they just both were like they must have this is the thing, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make right? Sense. Because just, you, the timings are a bit odd. You clearly have had a thing that you were like, let's both go home and tell our partners at the exact same time. We don't want to be with them anymore yeah. so we can be together. Prior to that, he had had an affair with a producer on the show. Yeah. Who, one, looks exactly like his wife. Yep. Which... <laughs> that, that one is maddening because you know, like, what's, her name? Um, what's his name? Um, the guy that cheated on Khloe Kardashian. Chris, a, Tristan Tristan Thompson and he cheated on a woman that looks exactly like Khloe Kardashian and every single person he's cheated with looks exactly like Khloe Kardashian he has a type he has a type and it's just like but aren't you happy aren't you satisfied no it's a sickness because if you have a type and you're with the type and you, you still want more of the type you have a problem yeah or, or there's something wrong with your type you have a problem because <laughs> if I what would hurt more I think for me if my partner was like I'm so sorry I cheated on you and then showed me a picture of the girl and the girl was me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, spitting image to you. Are you all there? No. If you show me a picture of the next girl, I'll be like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm not her. Fair enough. If that's what you like, that's what you like. How can you show me a picture of me and be like, that, I, that, I just couldn't stop myself. That would be... <laughs> yeah, we'll it's, messed up. it's messed up on a, another level. Honestly. I would have to... I'm so sorry. I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Oh, I would actually have to kill you. <laughs> then I saw a bunch of tweets which were like, they have, look at them. The chemistry is off the charts. And I was, and I had a moment where I was like, if, imagine you being the wife of this yeah, man. Yeah. Going on Twitter, one scene that this thing is leaked, so here we go with the embarrassment. Yeah. And people are saying that him and the new girl look as a smitten. better yeah. than you two looked. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think he liked his wife. Because if you see that anniversary post, I even the picture that he posted, I was like, you don't like this one. I need to read it. <laughs> this cannot be the best picture of your wife. <laughs> this cannot be the best. You've got her looking like a... She looks like some. It almost looks like a photo from 19... Like the 1920s. No. It's black and white. I think I've seen... I saw the top part of the post. It just feels um, so, like, dated. And I just don't think you post that of someone that you love. Yeah. It's just crazy it's just crazy i'm trying to find the i'm finding the post now it's just it's very weird to me yeah um oh i think he deleted his twitter he's sorry he deleted his um social media after what happened really yeah so I, that's why i actually can't find it at the moment um, well Reese, as of today at least 
Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what data it is. So that's not yeah. useful. He, both TJ and a- Amy. And Amy, yeah. Oh, I don't know why I can't keep that name in my head. Have... Oh my goodness, you're right. But instead with her built-in black woman superpower. Read the whole post. Yeah, do you know what? We're going to read it now. The full post from TJ, I'm sorry to interrupt. This particular hashtag decade challenge, this was around the time when everyone was doing the 10 years before and after. This particular hashtag decade challenge is a little late, but 10 years ago, Marilee Feebig married me. And despite my best efforts, she remained married to me the past 10 years. Despite my best efforts. Yes. That's (laughs) not hyperbole. I'm I'm not being dramatic. I gave her plenty of reasons, excuses, and opportunities to walk her fine out. (laughs) <laughs> to walk her fine ass out of the door. <laughs> but he said, I'm not even lying, that, that door he put many O's. But he said, with her built-in black woman superpower, she showed a grace and patience that's incomprehensible. Asking her for another 10 years would be asking too much. You're damn right. Another 10 months? That may even be a stretch. If she gave me another 10 weeks, I should consider myself lucky. If she puts up with me another 10 days, I'd be grateful. Go leave. But, sorry, that's my that's my interlude. But if she would ever spare another 10 minutes of her time for me today, I should consider myself blessed. This is Marilee Feebig Holmes, y'all. And I, TJ Holmes, do solemnly swear that I was, that I was her. Hashtag decade challenge, hashtag three, I. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but... Girl, you dodged a bullet. You dodged, you dodged a bullet. You are, it's your wedding anniversary I looks, to your wife. She looks pretty in both. I'm not saying she's not pretty, I'm just saying. This looks like funeral pictures. Have you ever seen a funeral uh, pamphlet? Oh my God. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's your, it's the two of you's wedding anniversary and you don't post a picture of the two of you. Yeah. You post what looks like a candid selfie and a picture from the wedding by herself. Bruh! <laughs> you, this, nothing oh screams, I'm leaving this woman in a heartbeat. But I'm not saying if you can give me 10 months, tell me this. My guy lifted this from a song. He lifted this from an Usher, um, you know, love, sto- love song. That's basically it. I saw a tweet where it's like, the green-eyed bandit starts strikes again. This guy oh. has green eyes. I'm first of all, this guy's oh. not hot enough to be behaving the do way you know, he's behaving. Do you know what the green-eyed bandits is a reference to? Oh. Uh, Real Hustles of Potomac, yes, which yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to review. I haven't review. seen any of it, but I will, oh I will, stop, I will watch it over That, that means I've not watched it from the beginning. I've only started watching for the last couple of series when, oh, unfortunately, Atlanta was really, like, dipping. So I had to I had to jump ship to another. Say, what it, say the truth. No, Real Hustles of Atlanta was really yeah, not. It was I not in the same place. Truth. Yeah, and then I saw um, Potomac had black women, and I was like, I want to watch that too. So I, now the only t- franchises that I watch are Potomac, Atlanta, sometimes Salt Lake City, but I'm getting a bit tired of it. Plus also, the black cast, they see, well, one left. She was the one that was married to her grandfather. Oh, uh, no, sorry, her step-grandfather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either, either one is messed up. And then the second one, she's going to prison. So I'm just like, we are really just not, we're just really showing ourselves up in this franchise. So I don't really want to watch Salt Lake City anymore. That being said, yeah. This has been a juicy affair to watch. It has simply because they've been quite public in the. There's photos of him like touching her bum or sapping her bum, um. like while she's packing up a car. I don't know when the photo is from, but like that here, they're they're at least together. Yeah. 
Um, there's a video of them backstage at their good their morning show talking about like the best people to go for a run with. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm a follower or whatever. She's like, yeah, I like to be at the front of the pack, like leading the pack. It's he's, His legs are wide open. Like this, uh, no, is, is this a flirtation between them? Yeah, it's great. When stuff like this happens on the internet, what I love is to see all these armchair psychologists, these armchair body analysis experts being like, you can tell by the way his finger is curved. That he, <laughs> it's so like, done. Sure. Yeah, I'm Do you know so what? Done. Sure. I watched, I'll take it. I watched a segment when they were hosting at the Olympics last year. No, not Olympics, sorry. The um, Platinum Jubilee earlier this year. And they were like, can you see the flirtation between them, the banter between them? And I'm like, look, I'm not going to pretend I haven't seen this with like Philip and what's the other woman on um, this morning. Like, Holly. Holly. Yeah, not flirtation, but they, they have good... You have to have a good rapport with your co-worker. Yeah, of course you do. But there's a, there's a fine line between having good rapport and then getting into each other's beds yeah or like taking ending the boundaries marriages. yeah and then ending marriages yeah and then having that rapport and it's hard because obviously you spend probably more time with your co-workers than you do with your loved ones but many people are able to stay faithful i just feel like so this man has been married twice before he married oh really um mary mary what's mary um marily that's the name of a woman he goes to. Don't Marilee you dare. Marily, yeah. Very big. Very big. Holmes. yeah. Um, she, um, he was married twice before her, I think. And um, each of those did not work out, but those women all looked the same. Yeah. And I just feel like, how do you feel comfortable? This is my thing. I've always thought about this in terms of like, there was someone that I met once who made, I don't know, it was very, it was a very flirtatious interaction. Mm-hmm. But they had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be really, I don't know how, how if this played out where you left your girlfriend now for me, how I would ever not feel like at any point, if you met, meet someone, you could do the same thing to me. Yeah. No so issue. I don't know how you get with someone who you've had an affair with and feel co- like, oh, that's that. And also how we you won't do it to each yeah. other. It's how, like, of course you will. How do you feel that security? Like, again, the, the famous saying, you get them how you lose them and you lose them how you get them. Like, honestly, if you cheat, if you got the person from cheating, who's to say that they won't cheat on you? I like the phrase, you start as you mean to go on. Yeah, that's a really good phrase. And if you start in the in the in the shadows, secret, secret, creeping, creeping. It'll come out in the light, baby. It'll be secret, secret, creeping, creeping yeah. the whole time. Yeah, Only that's true. in the future you're not the one he's creeping with. Yeah, that's true. And also we we keep on saying he, but it doesn't mean that she can't do it. Oh, either. she was she was creeping, yeah. of course she was creeping. Yeah. She was married as well. Yeah. It's just And a- sorry, I even say the most baffling part of this. When he was having an affair with the producer, both him and the producer were confiding in her, Amy, oh about my, their affair. Oh my gosh. I, that part I didn't know. I didn't know. But that is even more messed up. If you knew, I'm not going to lie, if you if you liked someone, but you knew that they were cheating on their girlfriend, what would possess you to be like, you know what? You know what? That guy, I still so like him. So the Page Six article said, when he was having an affair with the producer, both the producer and him were confiding in, in Amy. Amy. Eventually, this affair came out. Mm. His wife found out. 
She was obviously upset, blah, blah, blah. They decided they were going to work through it. She was upset that he was still friends with Amy. Yeah. And that Amy was still friends with the producer. Yeah. Because if you're my, if you guys are supposed to be, you care about our relationship, you're my yeah. friend, why are you being mixed with the girl that he was cheating with? Yeah. And also, I think from what I've read in previous articles, Amy and her husband, I think his name is David, um, I think he's an actor. And yes, also TJ and the wife, Marilee, they used to be like running partners, like running couples. So they'll run together, they're really close. So there's like a break of girl code, a break of marriages, a break of everything running code yeah running code yeah you run you run with my husband and you run him away from me you know you couples you? that run together are supposed to stay together and all of a sudden couples that run together now are swapping partners yeah this guy maybe Marilyn needs to marry um, david Amy's, yeah. yeah that's what happened with i think shania twain um her other a friend of hers cheated on her husband and she went to go marry the husband um the, the friend's <laughs> husband yeah these things happen i but, just think Cheating is so something about this time of year. SK, it's <laughs> like just people being messy, messy boots towards Christmas. Yeah, and that reminds me of <laughs> Portia Williams. Go on. I don't. I will admit, I do not know the ins and outs of this relationship, right? Yeah. But I did see a clip. Yeah. From Real Housewives. Yeah. Where she meets. This man, for the yeah, first time. Yeah. And she's introduced him by his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I watched it. I watched it. And when I it... just feel like this is the spot. This is not good. What is even ironic? Portia brought the friend as a quote-unquote friend of the show. Oof. That's how she introduced the friend to the show. I'm trying to get some names because it's nice that we can, like, give some colour to the story. But... Anyway. Yeah. It's just, it's messy. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So much question, so much. This, Portia and this woman's husband are now dating. Within a month, he's proposed to her. Yeah, I know. And um, the thing is, so she did an, uh, another but show. But Portia married when she was first came no, no, she, she, Oh, she was married to a guy called Cordell. Yeah. And then they divorced. Apparently he was really abusive. I think there was also some gay rumours around him. Um, and then she got a healthy amount of money from him after the divorce. Then she was dating this other guy um, called, I was going to say, I don't want to say, Dennis, Dennis. He was a hot dog mogul. Um, a mogul of hot dogs. I don't even know. Don't I don't even know. Don't even know. And they had a baby together. And the whole time people were thinking they're going to get married. And then she met Simon Gobodia or Gobadia. He's a Nigerian. Yeah, you should know. I should know how to say this. She pronounced this name perfectly. No, but he, from the picture that I saw of her wedding, she's not Yoruba. He's not Yoruba. No, he's not. He's from Edo State. Yeah. He said, but they did a show together separately of like Portia's family values, which I watched. And it was messy. I'm telling you, it was a messy show. They were they're fighting each other. Dennis, the ex, the ex, would come over and because all matters of trouble. Um, Simon was there. Simon's like a big guy, older guy, just out of touch with the family. But she seemed to love him. It was messy. And then she kept on kept saying, like, oh, it didn't really happen. There was the timeline didn't overlap with the um ex. Um You have to say that though. You're not yeah, gonna exactly. Are you gonna go on national TV and be like, Yeah, I stole this man from yeah. his wife. While he was with his wife, I was 
popping my pussy all over. Like, you're not going to say that, are you? You're going to be like, no, no, no. no but everyone that. felt that Simon was really just out there to get with Portia because she's a bigger star than, the, than his wife. Her name what is does he need stars for? I don't does know. He, not, he's 40, he has 44 million dollars. What yeah, does he need a star wife for? I think, he, I think from what they were saying, he wanted clout. I mean, it's, it's again, it's really hard because he's Nigerian, but I don't add any more to I'm going to be, I'm going to say the, something. To go on. Watching that clip. Yeah. Portia is curvier than his wife. Yeah. So could it not just be body? Yeah, could be body. I mean, Portia is not even just curvy. I mean, out of this world, the BBL. BBL. The BBL is BBL in. BBL it all the way. Look, I don't think it looks like, I don't think it looks good. No, it doesn't. It looks like overdone and... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm going to say anything because yeah, yeah. a lot of women have BBLs. You know, it is a preference. You do what you do. Yeah. I'm not, I, I never want to judge a woman for what she does, but... They rarely look, look yeah. natural. Yeah, unless you do the quote-unquote country club BBL, which is like this little tiny one that makes your butt look a bit pert. Again, I watch a lot of um, plastic surgery <laughs> <That's true. laughs> videos, so I know about this. Because that's what Khloe Kardashian done when she removed her original BBL and put a, a, a smaller one in. What did Khloe Kardashian need a BBL for? She was already thick. No, she was thick before, but when she lost, she lost a lot of weight and then she wanted to have the same kind of aesthetic right, as her sisters. Okay. So, or as Kim, basically. So she got the BBL and her BBL looked probably the most ridiculous of all three of them. I don't know why her one looked worse, but it just did. But then, yeah, now she's lo- losing loads of weight. Same with Kim, going for the white girl aesthetic and then like getting the country club. I BBL. think, I think that um, on the BBL chat, I think my, this is my only thing, like your body has to, for your body to look natural, it needs to be in some form of proportion. Yeah. And proportion doesn't mean like it's exactly even top and bottom because none of us are exactly even top and bottom. Some mm. of us are top heavy, some of us are bottom heavy. Yeah. Some of us have an hourglass figure that is perfect. God yeah. has blessed you. But, you know, like, if I if I know, if I put where to put on weight, mm. I would be thicker at the bottom than I am on the top. Yeah. I, I'm just not busty. I never yeah. will be busty. But um, your thighs and your bum. Yeah go together it, yeah. so it's very rare that you have narrow thigh <laughs> and a massive it doesn't happen like that like my sister has a, a really nice bum but she's it's in proportion yeah. to her body she doesn't have a massive arse <laughs> and tiny stick little thighs come on be real. That, that's how you know someone has had a bbl if your legs are looking bare skinny tiny. but your ass is looking way too big it's as if you're like you're gonna be topple over. And also, I do think. Listen, I'm a butt. I know about butts. No, I think about butts. Butt 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 I'm a butt connoisseur. I really am. A butt to me, a good butt is about width mm-hmm. and um, depth. Depth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it width and depth. Yeah, yeah. And so you also ideally have hips. Yeah. And you can tell when someone has a BB up. No yeah. hips. Completely straight. Somehow they've triple cheeked up. Like, yeah. Come on, honey. Oh, actually, the only person I noticed that I've had it and um, like has a very, very slim, like almost straight body, is um, the influencer Lydia Dinga. Like, but her, oh, bo- her, oh yeah, she's um, a Ugandan. Um, I don't know why that's relevant, but she's a Ugandan um, influencer on YouTube. She does a lot of like travel vlogs, and she recently got married and like wedding vlogs as well. Is she British? And, yeah, she's British. Yeah, but her. Her butt is huge, but I'm. She has said it is real, and I'm. Oh, it's probably a hundred percent. It's real, yeah. Real. But the thing is, like her body, and she she said it like she's quite like she she doesn't have a lot of curve around it, 
and she's she's done a lot of like walking to help like maintain her physique but she's very straight and if you saw her in front she'd be like she's quite a small straight petite girl and then she just turns around and you're like damn but i, I, I and, i've and, seen bodies like yeah, that that, yeah. I'm like, that are like 100 yeah. percent natural and there is still like it's within reason yeah, yeah. like you're exactly. not silent like yeah. you can't go from having like <laughs> hip measurement of like 32 to having a 44 size yeah, arms but like nothing has happened yeah, here that's it's thing. just straight the whole yeah, way no, down that, that's weird i mean that's why kim looked i mean i think she has hip but it looks almost too much because mm-hmm. it was like her top half is so small and she she keeps on losing more and more weight so it looks even tinier and her hips and, and butt are so wide you're like what is going on Listen, anyway let's you know what yeah, i'm saying for me abelia like, your body if i was gonna get any work done on my body yeah. I, it would be to make a proportional yeah so if i don't know how this would happen yeah but i suddenly put on only weight on the bottom half and I was like, I'm happy with this bottom yeah. half weight, actually. Yeah. I need the top to balance. Then I would get work done to be like... Would you? I mean, I say that. I'm not ever going to elect to be under the knife. That's the thing. It's like, under the knife... Like, Willingly. Yeah. Of my own free accord when yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. That will never be... Yeah. I don't I don't enjoy going to hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that will ever happen. But if I was a person who made money off my body... That's that was the way I would get work to make my body proportional. Yeah. Because that's, for me, that's what a good body looks like. Yeah. It's just top well, half, bottom half balance. The crazy thing extent. is like, these trends always change. So you got, you went to get your work done to have a certain aesthetic and then all of a sudden five years later, yeah, that's, that's why exist. you just have to pick one that yeah, you pick, like. Pick, that's why Wendy Williams had big boobs and always had big boobs. She didn't do her butt. She was like, I'm going to always have the big boobs. The big boobs trend left. And it's probably what may come back. And it, she's pro- like, it probably will. And her, her boobs will remain big because she got her boob job, a massive boob job, um, to make her that way. And See, she, I, if I and she embraced her flat ass. I just would <laughs> She said it. No, no I, I'm not saying you did. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, if I ever got work done, I I wouldn't get... I wouldn't... Like, if I got my boobs done, I wouldn't be like, right, because I'm getting my boobs on, they have to be yeah. 30... 30 Zs. Like, I'm not doing that. I want them. I want. I, je- I don't want people to look at me and be like she's had work done. Yeah. The only people that would probably say that are people who've known me for a while yeah. be like your boobs were not that big. Since when has your boobs just changed? From, like, your boobs are noticeable. Be, and they yeah, were literally yeah. unnoticeable before. <laughs> so what's going on here? But I've, yeah, you know, I've been putting on weight. Like you're lying. No, you really are. You're actually lying. No. So yeah, I w- so I wouldn't want. But those are the, I wouldn't want like a regular person to see me and be like, There's, that person's boobs do not match their body at all. Yeah. It's, it, sometimes it's so obvious. I mean, if you get a really good skilled surgeon, sometimes he's just not noticeable, but most of the time just, you can just see them straight away. I don't like this. I don't like how fake boobs look. Yeah. Like I like, I just don't like the like, they're my boobs are actually pert and up, but they're yeah. small. That's why yeah, they're pert and up. That helps, yeah. I don't, if your boobs are big, then they change, like the shape is different. Yeah. They just droop a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> but that's fine because you, you yeah. scoop them into a bra. Yeah, sure. And it's boobs, the boobs are boobs in. Yeah. Whereas like all day, every day, just like and they just never go away. They never go down. They're yeah. just there. And sometimes it can there. cause things like back pain. Oh, depending if you if you go too big, it can cause. I already have enough pains in my life. No. I don't even know how my knees would. What my knees gonna do with this sudden? <laughs> you put five pounds of weight on both sides of me. But he's be like, no, no. <laughs> 
can't balance anymore. Put me in a wheelchair. I can't move. Yeah. Like it's just, it's yeah. I mean, the only time your, that your boobs and your body will change is with pregnancy. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna wait and see. Yeah, um, I think that's what I would genuinely consider work. Not the first, like the if I back. if I'd had all of my kids, not the snapback because yeah. I'm not doing that every single time I'm doing. <laughs> that's crazy. When I'm like, boom, that's enough children for me. You'll do it. I want to look like how I used to look. I want to fit in my old clothes. It's too late. It's not too late for me. <laughs> I think for me... I would say, husband, I want the boobs that I had when I was pregnant, but I want the bottom that I had before. <laughs> <laughs> Make it oh, happen, husband. Gosh. No, I think, you know, it's just, it's God's gift having a, a child, so I just have to, you just embrace it. Not me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Surrogate for the win. I'm going to fall a surrogate. That's not even a thing I can All right, Kardashian. Yeah. Call me Beyonce. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, true. She did not she... have blue eyes. She did. No, my... she had bubble tea. I just don't think she had blue She did because she showed us a pregnancy bump at, when she did Countdown. And it was folded. Do you know what? She showed us a belly when she did Countdown. Yeah. But then she did an interview and there's a picture of her sitting down and there's a fold. Yes, because your body no, folds. No, no. You're, no, I know. You're, I've seen, no, I've and you seen know the video. That. I've seen the video. But Only cushions fold like that. A real actual stomach. Where has your stomach ever been? Like, maybe she had a and it had a whole baby Maybe inside. she had the protection around it because she knew that there's crazy people out there were ready to kind like try and attack I her. I bet she did use a surrogate. I just don't know why. Just be honest. What's wrong with using a surrogate? I don't, I don't get it. If you can't have a kid, you can't have a kid. Yeah, but she's had two other kids after that. Yeah, maybe the IVF wasn't working, and then the IVF was working. I don't know. I'm just saying. Either way. I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. We will never know. Yeah, we'll never know. But if you did use a surrogate, Beyonce, I back you. Yeah. It's not a, it's honestly it's not none business. of our business. No, it's absolutely not. But yeah. But she announced it to the world in a similar way to Kiki Palmer, who announced that she was pregnant on SNL. Who's the dad? It's her boyfriend. She's her boyfriend. Who's her boyfriend? Some guy. I don't know what his name is. That seems legit. Yeah. Um, actually, the reason I said that there's, there's a bit of a link between our pop culture news story because Kiki announced that she was pregnant. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. And Kiki used to be on a morning show called Strahan, Sarah and Kiki. Yeah. Which was also known as GMA3. Wait, what? Yeah, they cancelled the show, I think it was last year, and they probably brought it back with TJ and Amy. Yeah. yeah. So they used to have those three together. I, I think it used to be called Sarah and... Um, Strahan. Strahan. And then Sarah went on maternity leave and Kiki was like stepped in and then everyone loved her. And then they were like, when Sarah came back from maternity leave, they made them a three, like GMA three. So we have links, connections. That's spooky. It is, yeah. I'm really happy for Kiki Palmer. Same. I like her a lot. I think she's fun. She has like auntie energy. We talked about this, didn't we? I think one time we did, yeah. Maybe we did. Yeah. She has auntie energy. And so I love when I see an auntie become a mum. <laughs> she's 29. so I know, she yeah. said that on her, during her I SNL really, yeah. um, monologue. And mm. I was like, 29? I know. When's your birthday? 30, December 12th? 26th of August, 1993. <laughs> Uh, I know. Can you remember a whole year younger than us? I know, it's actually quite scary. A year and, and a half for you. Don't even try, don't drag me. You don't drag old me. bitch. Don't do that, don't do that. As if, as if we're not the same age. Not. But I do think we are. I'm actually several months younger than you. Yes, but either way, 
we are the same age currently. Me and Kiki Palmer 29. <laughs> Your heads. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm happy for her. Like, she's had an amazing career. And it's, it was a bit of a surprise. Because I think there were some rumours for the last couple of weeks about her being pregnant. Speaking but, of watching the um, promos for yeah. the episode. Did she look pregnant? She was doing that classic thing that people, pregnant people do that I'm always like, this is such a big tell. And I've been thinking about this and like, I need to start transitioning these clothes into my wardrobe before I get pregnant. But like, yeah, really loose. Like nothing, even the way you put your hands and try really not hard to not to touch your, touch any part of your body that would give away that there's like a bump. So in the promo, her and Susan Bowen are doing the promo and her hands are like, this in front of her, right? Yeah. And I was like, you look pregnant. Oh my God. I haven't seen the promo. You look pregnant. No. But whoever got the... But do you know what? I will say, face-wise, doesn't we'll be able to tell. Yeah. That's the thing. And so, that is good. Yeah. Because I think when they were, when there were rumours, I saw it and I was like, I don't believe this. Maybe in my head I was like, she's so young. Like, no. She's she's a child. She's a child, no. But, um, but no, she's pregnant. And then when she opened the bump, I was shocked. I was like, what? I felt ill. No, I just was like, oh my god! Don't the, you think like her a belly, bump her bump looks beautiful? Is like so ugly. Oh. No, I thought it was so beautiful, and also I loved it. Like, she wasn't wearing anything to cover it. She just, she just had it open and her bare like black skin think, like shining. Like, yeah, they put some oil on it on blah, top. Blah, yes, Fenty shine, yeah. But don't you think baby bumps are weird and scary? Of course it is because there's a baby inside, and the, yeah. I think it's only scary when they like the baby pushes their hand out and you can see the imprint. That doesn't happen. It does. That, that doesn't happen. Oh, no, okay. That's mean, not okay, real. Okay, not the hand, but like they put, they may move some of their limbs and you can see like a little bit of a poke. Like you see things Yeah, but you're not going to see a whole foot. <laughs> what? Elbow, face. Yeah, like, but, what do you think Okay, maybe not that, but then you see that, like, you see the they're movement. In a, they're in a bag, first of all, side of you, so they can't even do that. Even I, think it, I think it's just the movement of the baby. That, that's what I think is That's why it's so disgusting. No, I think it's cute. Like, when she showed it, I was like, honestly, if you told me this was an alien, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, the idea that a person is growing inside of your yeah. body is... But she, like... The closer I... The older I get and the more I realise that, like, that could happen to me, the yeah. more I'm like, this feels inha- inhumane. Oh, my God. It feels insane. I just, I mean... I, I think it's exciting. If my time... Look at me. I'm so small. I think it's exciting. Maybe that. for you. It's exciting for Kiki Palmer. I'm excited for her. But me personally, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I would be upset the entire time I'm pregnant, I think. I think... I'd be so uncomfortable. It, it may feel uncomfortable, but the hormones will be just... They'll be pumping so much, like, different type of hormones. So you, you may be... Only at the end! Really? I thought it was like, oh yeah, maybe at the beginning. No, like, when you push the baby out, your body is completely wrecked. Yeah. yeah then yeah, your yeah. brain's like, here's oxytocin. Like, here's enjoy. oxytocin. It's um, so cool. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And then Bro. six months later, when you're still pissing for a tube, because your vagina doesn't work anymore, <laughs> ripped from your li- from your lips yeah, all the way yeah, to your anus. No, I just don't want to. You're not gonna be smiling, laughing about that baby no more. Let me tell you that you haven't slept in six weeks. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to yeah. think about that part. But the baby, though, the baby. <laughs> I want the baby. I don't want to give it's birth. All about so the baby. I, my cousin had a my cousin has a son, and my aunt has asked me if I can babysit for the whole day unassisted. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. How hard can it be? it's a baby like what can he do to me like the thing but equally i'm like how will i know when to feed him oh my gosh because he can't speak 
Yeah, but you would know. I mean, ask the mum. The mum will tell you the different, like, things. But, no, I'm saying, but, like, if it was my child, how do you know I think, when a person who can't speak English is hungry? Yeah, they'll give you signs. How? They'll start crying. The crying and but then, crying could be I'm tired. Yeah, crying could be I'm that's hungry. What, that's crying could be that's I'm bored. To, that's what we have to do experiment. Crying could be I'm trying my voice out. Yeah. <laughs> Does this Honest, work? Honestly, I went to visit a friend um who was recently given birth. Maybe about a month before, the baby was so small and st- felt still so like new, and at one point the baby just started crying. It was like it was sleeping and then it was doing that thing where it was like opening his eyes and then like making a couple of wells and I was like oh no he's That's gonna what stop crying like they gonna... act hard yeah, like, my friends so... are here be cute why no, I, I wanted and then they started crying and then and then she was like oh I think he wants food so then she you know got herself out got herself ready and fed him and then <laughs> then would she... you get your tits out and feed your baby in front of me well she did that in front of me and I didn't I'm asking you if you would do that in front um, of me. I would get a show. No, I asked you. No, without a cover. Baby's wailing. Baby's wailing. Just get... Well, at that moment in time, the baby takes priority. So you... Would you and... get your... Like, we've been friends for a while. You won't we... let me shake your sweaty hands, but will you let... <laughs> will you get your tit out in front of me to feed the I... baby? Bear in mind, I'm not here to look at it. No. You're... It's in the baby's mouth, so I'm actually not going to be able to see. The worst thing was I turned around as she was taking the... Um, were you <laughs> you were... <laughs> no, I turned. I was looking away... <laughs> and then I turned around and then I, then I, then I saw the boobs. I was like, oh crap, I need to see it. I thought she had finished. <laughs> I no, privacy. I must see. No. See, that's the reason why I won't. I wouldn't do no, it. No, because I feel like if you make eye contact with the nipple <laughs> once, then you're like, okay, I don't need to look at this anymore. Yeah, but if I mean, it's in the room, I'm going to be like, oh, there's, there's a nipple in the room. There's a nipple in the room. <laughs> yeah. Free the nipple. It will freak me out. I have I to think, see it. I think... If, it, if think, you start, if I'm looking at you and we're having a conversation, you were like, "Oh, he's grizzly," and then no, you were making eye contact with I me. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I would be like, "This is no, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, it. "I have to leave, no, Shoshana." No, I have to go. no, our friend Caroline, not Caroline. Um, yeah, Caroline. Caroline has never done that to us. Her son is eight years old. <laughs> yes, when he was born, you idiot. <laughs> I I think that I would be like. Oh, I think he needs to feed. Yeah, so that's my go. warning. I'm not going. No, anywhere. I want to hear the so, tea. No, can't we just can't so you just go like, feed to feed him or her? And my breasts are not like they're just not uh, they're not um the main attraction. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna do anything I'll if you see them. I'll be honest. Nothing is gonna change in your life. Me personally, you. I'd probably be like, you know what? He needs to feed. I'm gonna quickly just go up and give him a feed elsewhere. Oh, you're gonna go upstairs. I'm staying here. I'm gonna go upstairs. Yeah. Do I'm doing it? Because I want everyone to be like. Your breasts were really nice. Like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Your breasts look so good. I'm like, think it, yeah, I if, got them for the baby, but no. they're also for me. If we had the group, the group of girlies there, the, they will be like, I would do Shoshana, Shoshana, pull, pull them out. Let's see. Shoshana, get your tits out. The baby's hungry. Get your tits out, please. And then I will get my shawl, my cover up. I'll cover myself and then put open. I'm not having the baby. Up. I will. I will say this. I'm not going to be the, like the out. Will be I'm not going to be out in the street doing no, this. No, but no, if I you could come to my house if you'd come to my home i would feel really uncomfortable just feeding my baby in your house um, no if you had come to my home to visit yeah, me yeah and i was the person okay, with the baby yeah, yeah. i'm gonna get my tits okay out. cool i and if you came to my home i don't know if i would i will go to my i will go to my baby's nursery room and then we'll feed him <laughs> and what am i supposed to be doing sitting there while I, I've, I've already fed you i've given you snacks well, i'm getting my tits out while you're gone <laughs> can you imagine 
I go come back, baby's all happy. I'm like, why is your boobs out? And the baby be like, oh look, more boobs. That's what happened when Caroline, Caroline's baby, and I was holding the baby, and he thought that I was the mum, so he kept like turning towards my boobs. I was like, nope, not this boob, not this boob. It's love boobs. The two do. He was like. Like open, ready to go. I was like, no, 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 Caroline, take your baby, please. But my nephew is old enough. He's like one, and I don't think he's he's breastfed breastfed anymore. Yeah. I fed him with. I was feeding him the bottle, mm. and he was like in front of me, and I was holding the bottle. Oh, okay. And he was like, knocked the bottle out, like oh. out of the way, and crawled into my lap. Oh my And like God. got into position. So he needs to be. You need to hold him. Oh like, my god. And then he was like. Oh, like, he yes. really was like, excuse me, this is how I want to be fed. Oh, my And that God. was honestly the cutest thing. I was like, you're so clever. You're like, look at this baby. I've been also, and I was feeding him and I was like, this is actually very calming. Yeah. Just like, have a Don't... child on your lap and hold a bottle and know that when the bottle's empty, they're, they're leave... good. Yeah, they're good. That's true. And then, then or at some point, up. they might move the bottle away. Yeah, they're like, they're like I'm, I'm good. Or they was like, and then they'll just start crying. You're like, oh no, okay, what now? What now? Or they'll get a bit sleepy. Yeah, sure. Well, at really... Christmas, was it Christmas? No, it was his birthday when he turned one, and um, he'd been starting to get a bit grizzly. Mm. My cousin was holding him, and she was like, oh, I learned this trick from my mum. If you, when he's grizzly, if you go like that with two fingers over his eyelids mm. and close them, yeah, he'll fall asleep. That's so so she did it once and like he opened his eyes again and she did it a second time and then it's like a little bit of a pause and he opened his eyes going a third time out like a line. That is so smart. I was good, like... Good, I mean, a good tip for the future? Literally yeah. a tip for the future. Yeah. Out like a light, she carried him into to car because yeah. his mum was like, oh, when you pick him up, when you get up, yeah. he's didn't wake up, didn't yeah. wake up. Put him That's in the so car seat, so didn't wake up, slept the whole time. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, uh, so, yeah. I, all, I, all this to say, Kiki Palmer, if you need a child, minder, babysitter, <laughs> I am your guy. I really, I think kids are literally the sweetest. I don't know if they're really sweet, yeah. Most pure angels on the planet. And that, as much as I don't want to give birth to one, I don't mind them. I love kids and, I, you know, whatever God blesses me with, I will take. I gotta take care of me first. So you know, dumb. to be a good mum, I need to be in a good place. And if my body is wrecked, I can't do that. When you say the word wrecked, it's just a change. No, I, I was, I was in a Zoom call with some writers and we were talking about like people don't talk enough about how your vagina is never the same again. No, I think, but you have to accept that. Yeah, and I don't want that. <laughs> I don't. Want, I'm sorry. I don't want that. Of course your vagina is going to change. A whole human came out of it. And that's all well it and good for you. Back. That's well and good for but you, but that's not for me. Yeah. I'm do- I don't and My body needs to be recognisable to me. I'm still trying to get to know it. <laughs> be like, what? New body. <laughs> I wet myself every day. Like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. I was so young. No, I don't know. It's a blessing from God. It's a blessing from God. Yeah. I don't know who God is, but I will find out. And Kiki, we were so excited for you. You were lovely on SNL. I had a really good time. They did a Drake PSA on SNL. I did it. I haven't. I didn't watch it. And Kiki said, "I'm not the Kiki from the song Kiki. Do you love me?" Oh, that's oh, that's perfect. Perfect. Um, it was actually very that's funny. Quite interesting. Why I really enjoyed yeah. it. I will watch some of the sketches. There's lots of women who were like, one time I saw Drake in a parking lot, and then he used 
me in a song to say that I swerved him. Like, those moments, like, well, I called Drake from the DMV to tell him that his car was ready and he used me as an interlude on his album, which is, <laughs> if you know early Drake albums, he used to do that a lot. Yeah. Just have a track of all and be like, I'm out, I don't know. I yeah. Don't want to tell you. <laughs> um, he's a weird guy. He is. He's a weird guy. I mean, how times have changed. People used to love him, like, you will we'll be with Kiki Drake. didn't love him clearly Kiki, he was asking do you love me he was really asking are you winding um, but yeah should we um, move on from Drake Kiki GMA3 who's on Bop Island who's on Flop Island this week oh yeah Kiki's on Bop Kiki definitely um, and the baby. baby is on Bop he is on Bop Island Flop Island I think TJ Holmes TJ Holmes on Flop and honestly Amy sorry you're on Flop as well yeah I'm sorry you have to follow I don't know enough about you him he's a, so, he's a serial uh, adulterer you, this might be your first adultery. Yeah. Might be your second. I don't care. You're on the Flop Island. Yeah. And I it's okay because the two of you are together, so maybe you can build a little Flop Island <laughs> resort. <laughs> I don't know. You, SK, can be the, yeah. the entertainment at the resort. And so is Kwame. Kwame's your DJ. Who was uh, Kwame te- he was, cheating with? No, Kwame just was like, he's yeah, got he's a song. Oh, he's just there on Flop. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's song. Drake is also there. Yeah, but yeah, the entertainment is Drake. Oh. Open the act, Kwame. What's SK doing? Seven. Making eggs. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's making a gushy. If yeah. you guys want to eat the gushy, he's making it. Wow, wow, wow. You're like, excuse me, should I use a fork to eat this? Or? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is pounded jam. This is pounded jam. Fork, you can use spooky hands. He's you can making... use a spatula if you want. God, I would not want to visit Florida. No, honest, I'm you? good, thanks. I'm really good. I think we should move off the islands. Rowing away. Row away from the islands and move to a new island. I don't think... Loot is not an island. It's not an island. It's a show. It's a show. <laughs> we should go and loot another island. Did, Why? Did they loot Bunch. Flop Island? No, but she got a lot of money. But then we've not looted any of our... Our islands are completely sustained. No, no <laughs> negative behaviours. We didn't loot our islands. We didn't we colonise did our islands. They were just two free islands, islands that we natives. have built things on. Yeah. All right, and should we then move, just move yeah, to that's... the main review of the week? So, review of the week is Loot. Loot, yes, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, the star of Loot is my Rudolph, mm-hmm. who is the daughter of Minnie Ripperton. Oh, yeah, I, don't know, I end up reading up about her story. It's very, very interesting. Daughter of Minnie Ripperton. Yeah. Um, she's married to Paul Thomas Anderson. He's a filmmaker, isn't he? He is a filmmaker. Yeah. He makes um, lots of very good films that I can't name off the top no. of my head. Nothing so to do with this show. Yeah. Um, and she was on SNL. I can't remember for how many seasons, but a long time. She, she belongs to the cohort that like Tina Fey yeah. and Amy Poehler were on. Yeah. She was on there for seven years and then returned as, a, uh, as herself as a host a few times. She left SNL and had her own little skit show, I think. Oh, did she? Yeah, like yeah. like the My Rudolph Variety Hour or something oh, like wow. that. Um, and she's in The Good Place. Oh, is she? Yes, she is the judge in The Good Place. Okay. Um, who gets to decide who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Well, oh, wow. who goes to the good place and who goes to the bad place, is, essentially. Yeah. Um, and she was very fun <laughs> yeah. on that. I'll be honest, I haven't seen her in anything beyond SNL while this show. Yes, but I think... Oh! She's also on a show that I love called Forever on Amazon. Her and Fred Armisen play a couple. One of them dies. Mm. The other one is sort of living their life and then one day chokes on a peanut and dies. They go to 
the afterlife and in the afterlife they're together again oh my god and in the afterlife they're sort of like i don't think i like you that much. oh my god but they're sort of stuck together and it's basically about this couple who have to work through their issues that they had in when they were alive that they never really had to address mm. to come to this place where they decide whether or not they're going to stay together and it's really beautiful and alan yang who directs a lot of the episodes yeah. of loot directed and created i think forever okay so that is a nice correlation yeah Yeah. you know two people have worked together working together again yeah Yeah. so um why don't we talk about what the premise of plot of plot of the premise of loot oh my goodness okay children listening to this never ever drink alcohol and never work because when you work your brain gets tired and you can't remember words (laughs) what is the plot is what i meant to say but also the premise to loot so it stars um, Maya Rudolph as um, the wife of a famous billionaire in the tech world. Jeff Bezos' Je- wife. Basically, yeah, Jeff Bezos' wife. It's <laughs> given a bit of like Jeff Bezos' wife, Bill Gates' wife, that type of like, yeah. premise. So she's married to a famous husband, um, billionaire husband. Called played, John Novak. Um, called John Novak, who's played by Adam Scott of park and rec fame and other shows severance etc he he has a very cute chin i, I but, <laughs> he has like, a very cute that, face I just really, like, adam's when i see him i feel calm yeah <laughs> i was got you feel like you're in safe hands yeah exactly and usually like in terms of cast members i, I will say this about the show in terms of cast members i'll send people i saw and i thought oh we're in safe hands yeah this is gonna be yeah, you know you they, you have very reliable trustworthy comedians yes. who are on the on the scene and i don't Adam's, know if they necessarily delivered on the promise yeah but, but they're good actors well <laughs> they usually promise, are they usually promise to be good actors <laughs> we haven't even got to review yet so yeah she's married to john novak um they've been married for a very significant 20 period, years 20 years significant period of time she finds out that john was cheating on her with his assistant called Haley. as a result they get divorced and they didn't have a prenup like gold digger <laughs> gold digger <laughs> and also you get the impression as the series goes on that she paid their rent while he was starting yeah. out she um, in his warehouse in his garage yeah so she supplied sort of support services yeah. to him yeah during there so, so they divorce and then as the divorce there's no prenup so they split the assets she ultimately gets almost 86 billion dollars from the settlement including um a number of different assets different companies that john owned or they own together and so the story is really about her life post-divorce and having so much money that she's basically quote-unquote looted the country because she earns so much money or she has so much money now and what does she spend the money on as part of her i think i don't know if she had the foundation beforehand you get the impression that she's she had this she had the, the foundation, foundation yeah. but it has not been in any way connected to the no. foundation she was in the foundation in name alone it's called the world's foundation based on her life or you know supposed to represent her and it's run by a team of um a actual team, people actual people real life <laughs> people who i was gonna say humanitarians but like you no know, people that are um philanthropists and people who are very passionate about well, accountants account yeah and and people who get paid to do their job exactly they get paid to do a normal job white they job. work yeah at a place that they you know believe in the ethos of exactly and say. the wealth foundation is all about looking after the local community donating to a number of different causes um and in south california i think there's ex- specific exactly yeah because yeah, i think they make mention some of the big issues in that area including homelessness etc 
So she decides that she should take a more active role in the foundation and it becomes a situational comedy because it's her leading this foundation. However, do you have another leader who's there called um Sophia. Sophia um played by Michaela J. Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, who is known for Pose. Pose. I was going to say fame. I was like, what's fame? fame. <laughs> she could have been fame. But she could have, yeah. And she's like heading up the foundation. She's, she's uptight. Very uptight, but very passionate about the cause and doesn't like the idea that Maya's character can just chuck money at the problem and it's all sorted. But, Molly. Yes. Maya's character is called Molly. In Molly's the show. character, yeah. Molly. So. It's basically a very interesting story where you see the dynamic of this foundation, the different characters that are in there, including... Um, Molly has an assistant. A mo- assistant called Joel... Oh, Nicholas. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> called Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas, played by Joel Joaquin Booster. You have an accountant um, called Arthur, played by Nat Faxon, who's from Friends with Friends from College, which is a really great sitcom on Netflix. She has a cousin called Howard, played by Ron Punches. Adorable. Um, Lovely wrong punches. Honestly, um, she also has a, cu- a cousin called Kim, um, called Renee, played by Kim Whitley, who I love. Yes, no, I love that. Love, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. So yeah, basically, it's a situation comedy about this foundation, and that is actually the central part of the story, and also the dynamic between, you know, how is life being a super billionaire, and can you detach being a human with so much money, and like, what is the difference between like being being a human, but also being a humanitarian. I was trying to make that sound cool, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm at um, Model UN or something. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the task is to debate. I'm at a debate club on this debate. But um, yeah. I think you've ended on a good point there, which mm. is what my main, one of one of my issues with the series was, yeah. which is um, the idea of a billionaire mm. Um, who's married to a woman whose whole life is that she's this ditzy housewife who throws garden parties and cocktail parties and mm. has doesn't have a job and has no connection to the real world. Mm. I, I, f- I, I feel like, I don't know if this was helped or hindered by the fact that Jeff Bezos went through quite a public divorce with his wife yeah. around the time that this was either in production or about to come out. But as I was watching this, I was like, I feel like the basic reading of a woman who's married to a billionaire is that she is a woman who loves money and does, like, like almost Gwyneth Paltrow-esque stuff with her money. Like, yeah. I go to the spa, I go to parties, I love to spend money. And actually, I think Jeff Bezos' wife is probably quite intelligent. Yeah. And, and has a business. Yeah. Or, yeah. or work, has a job. And... Um, also very low key you do not hear much about her you do not know exactly who she is. and I, as I was watching this I was like obviously I get it the comedic thing is isn't it funny to watch someone who has no concept of money mm. suddenly work at a company that is very very aware of money mm. but it felt almost dated as yeah. a concept to me yeah. because of that I think I would have been more interested in a woman who came in and was like very business minded but quite cold. Mm. And that was what her issue was. Was that like in a charity you are dealing with people and so you can't afford to be business minded yeah. because sometimes you're giving money to things that don't make money. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, if you give us this money, we're going to build shelters for dogs. It's like, mm. but how will we make money back from that? It's like, we won't. Yeah. That's the point. You I, just have given money from your heart. That's the point yeah. of charity. I'd have had more respect for a show. I'd have been more intrigued in a character who was like, like my husband, 
I've always been about the bottom line. Mm. And suddenly, I, my husband is no longer in my life and I've, I've inherited this charity and my attitude towards money doesn't work here. Mm. And so I need to learn how to give money to a cause that needs it as opposed to giving money to a cause that can make me money back. Yeah. And that's it, again, it's all going back to the whole idea of like the selfless good deed. That's what I was thinking of. There's an episode in Friends I'm sorry, it's a completely different no, sitcom. But there's a comedy. Right? There's an episode in Friends when Joey and Phoebe are arguing about there is no such thing as a selfless good deed, which means that if you want to do something nice for someone, you're doing it because you want to feel good. And throughout the whole episode, the debate about what is a selfless good deed, like, you know, Phoebe would do something that is going to inconvenience her ultimately, but she's like, I'm doing a good thing. And then Joey would be like, well, actually, you feel good about that. Then, hence, it's not a selfless good deed. And that's what, that's what I was feeling as I was watching some of the episodes, especially when you get to the resolution at the end, um, like when she decides to give all her money away. We'll get to that. Yeah, we will get to that part because it's interesting. But is that the whole idea of like, you know, being selfish versus being selfless, you know, trying to be like anti capitalism but also understand that capitalism got you to where you are understand that you still need to have money to make money but you still need to have money to be able to do good even though money can be the source of all evil so it, that was interesting in that aspect but is it a, is it a sitcom is it a comedy no that's not a premise for a comedy for me it's a drama i think i think you could do a comedy right i feel like had they taken their premise a little bit more seriously yeah. they could have done a succession-esque show yeah. about a woman who finds herself at the at the top of this charity and actually um made a satire out of the uh, out of the pianist of charity work mm-hmm. and the genuineness of parity of charity work and the the push and pull between those things it's like oh we could give money to some homeless kids in south los angeles but no one would see that or care about that or we could invest in a water company and everyone would talk like like though that to me made there were moments of it where i was like this is almost what close to something that you could parody in the same way that um succession makes fun of media yeah. in the way they have the roy's deal in the situations they have the roy's deal with, dealing with and there there's a moment in the show where there is a um, I thought this was done quite well, actually, on the show, where um, Molly comes in and she's like, I've had a really great day, let's toast to my really good day. And on the news, there is a uh, a theme park where some people have been stuck on a ride for like seven hours. And she's like, well, obviously, let's not toast to that. <laughs> and everyone's like, cool, don't toast to that. And then, hard cut to Molly, you own the theme park that this thing has happened at. And she explains that, like, basically... When they when she got divorced, she just got literally split down the middle half of her husband's yeah. assets. So there are businesses that she doesn't even know she has. And yeah. I was like, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. You can mine a lot of story out of, here is a letter saying you suddenly own a school. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah. what does that mean? And the school's not making money. Yeah. So Molly has to make a choice between keeping the school open and essentially funding it herself, yeah. form of philanthropy, or being in the school. So she can save money to put money into these other things yeah. and bring more PR towards her. Mm. So you could definitely play with the way that like a big scale charity is about PR. Yeah. It is about oh, PR. Oh, absolutely. And I've, actually going back to the point you made, mentioned about like the serious character who is like trying to make a difference in the world and having, you know, her being in an alternative world, 
having this comedy where she is actually really business minded and business savvy and you know it's her kind of like fumbling and trying to figure out what to do with all this money i feel like we kind of had this character in the show already with michaela's character michaela's character no but yeah. see this is the problem michaela's I, character to me she gave so that's sophia's character played by michaela i feel like i got more comedy from her role where she was like you know i think she said something like oh you need to prepare me for this i want them to see my like soft interior and she said it in such the hardest way and i was like that's actually quite funny there was also another bit where molly came in and she was like i was in a call i was in a chat with this is like in the first episode or the second episode where she's like i'm having a really hard time like having a job because like i just don't know who i am like i had a i had a interview with um Oprah and I said to her you know you marry someone and they become massive and and you sort of get swept along in their journey you just have no sense of who you are and like taking this job is is my opportunity for me to figure out who I am and then Sophia's just like yeah I don't care about any of that um (laughs) and I did I love because I was like for one somebody hearing this long ass me to be like anyway yeah what's that got to do with anything yeah I think she, you are really our business. Yeah, she gave the comic relief where it's needed in a most ironic way. Not, okay. not like Kieran Culkin in Succession, where Roman, where Roman was always just like gag, giving, gag, yeah, gag, 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 throwing cheap shots, left, right, and center, and being the comic relief. Sophia was the comic relief by being the antidote it's to so Molly's. It's so funny that you think Sophia was your comic super, relief because yeah. Rob um, Howard. Howard was mine. Yeah, Howard was at times, but like. How was my? I found Sophia sometimes. I couldn't work out if she thought she was in a drama or a comedy. Like yeah. some of the performances felt to me like drama performances. Yeah. And I get why you would ask her to do that yeah. in a comedy because yeah. it's funny yeah. to have someone delivering. Because honestly, uh, I guess this is also a, a pseudo um, review of Succession, but yeah. there was an article that said that Kendall, mm. the guy who plays Kendall, is playing it like it's a drama. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But, but he would say, yeah. his performance is a drama performance. Yeah. And that's what makes his it work in the show that is Succession. Because mm. the show that is Succession is inherently funny. And you couldn't laugh at Kendall unless Kendall took his life seriously. seriously yeah. So the actor of Kendall takes Kendall's life seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes Kendall so funny. Because we are laughing, I guess, at this person yeah. who, who unironically thinks he's really cool. Yeah. Like him doing the rap on his birthday. <laughs> the actor had to take the rap seriously because yeah. Kendall took the rap seriously. Yeah. We at home could laugh at it because we were like, what is he so doing? Stupid. You have no right. Like, what are you doing doing a rap at your yeah. birthday? Like, you are the whitest, richest person <laughs> on the planet. Like, this is crazy. But it worked because he was doing the drama. And I felt like in some places, Sophia was, was playing straight. But not in the way that was like... Um, the the accountant. What's his name? Oh, the big guy, tall guy. Arthur and Luke to me is the quintessential straight man mm. because he delivers all his lines, hundred percent committed to this character yeah. Yeah. as I'm an accountant who's kind of down on his yeah. luck. You know, got divorced. Yeah. Big divorce guy. I love my daughter. I'm going to date. Get it's kind of weird. I believe him. hundred yeah. percent. In some places, I felt like. Michaela was playing Sophia as if Sophia was in a drama. Yeah. I mean, in some places, would somebody be like, hey, man, if I ask for a ice cream sundae, can I get it? Like, when she goes to yeah. Molly's house and they do yeah. the tour, and I was like, oh, I like this, because it feels like you're peeling back layers of this character. And 
real character development yeah. in a drama was that would be the version that you met going forward. Yeah. But every episode, she's back, walls That's, up. Yeah. And that was really confusing for me. I was I, like, you're either yeah. walls down or walls up. You can't mm. be both at the same time. I agree. I mean, I do think that Sophia, played by Michaela, I think her role was needed. And I do agree there was a bit of up and down. It wasn't consistent. But I found that the level of comedy in the show was so shallow that I needed an anchor and Sophia was a bit of that anchor and I was watching in the sense that she added a bit more like not heart and she showed sorry she did she added more heart a bit more grit to the show whereas when I was watching it I was like this is a poor man's parks and rec and I I thought it was funny that when I was thinking of that about it because the show is about Luton being rich but actually it's a poor man's you yeah, you yeah. do better yourself because I'm not going to. Um, I will say this. <clears throat> I think that the main issue with the show is that it has so many big hitters on it, like actual mm. comedians. Like, if you... When Parks and Rec started, the only people that were noticeably comedians on that show was was um, Amy Poehler as yeah. Leslie Knope. Yeah. Everybody else was new. That was, yeah. that was, for me, that was my introduction to them. Yeah. And a lot of those people have gone on to be stars. Yeah. And Chris Pratt is a fucking marvel. Flipping egg, know, yeah, of course. Which is crazy, honestly. Yeah. I can't get my head around no. that. And we put, um, Aubrey Plaza is in the new season of White Lotus and she's brilliant. Yeah. And all of them were their characters and it was believable because I guess you didn't know them for anywhere else. Yeah. So you just were bought into them as like, this is who you're saying you are, this is who you are. Mm. I feel like with this, it didn't, it had a lot of heavy hitters, but it didn't let those heavy hitters heavy hit, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, my Rudolph, physical comedy-wise, is unmatched. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have a lot of people who, like, are... Nowadays, because physical comedy feels so, like, base now yeah. and cheap. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's what the comedy was giving me. Cheap. Yeah, yeah, and we don't do that so much now, but if you could do comedy, physical comedy... Like, Mr Bean is unmatched, because yeah. no one can do what he did in a way that was like inviting and made you want to watch more episodes of it and I my there's a point I think there's episode three where my Rudolph goes well Molly goes on um Hot Ones yes yes and Maya Rudolph acted like she was eating because remember this woman is not actually eating any hot damn <laughs> wings this is all acting she actually did go on my um Hot Ones yes but and Beyonce yeah oh my god that's what I mean. so she's done Hot Ones twice as two different characters not, but not as herself, herself. I was because I remember thinking like I've seen her on Hot Ones. I'm sure I've watched it. Yeah, genius, um, genius. And when honestly that entire exchange of her on 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 Hot Ones in that episode, I was like, yeah. this is what this show should be from start to finish. Yeah. Like the energy of this, which is like very electric, and you're watching this character come undone. Yeah is what this, these episodes should feel like. Yeah. This is a woman who's lived her life a very specific way because her husband was basically a superstar. Husband's not there anymore. And now you're in spotlight. Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not as charismatic or I'm not as polished as he is. So if you put me on Hot Ones, I'm going to be effing and jeffing after the second win. Yeah. And I'm going to be crying for yeah. I want to go home. I'm calling yeah. you a bastard. Like... That is the exchange. Yeah. And that's what the, I felt like the show was missing. It's like letting Maya Rudolph just be be Maya yeah. Rudolph on the show. It felt very contained. Yeah. And that's what is very synonymous with, I was going to say, network television, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I saw, of course, it's an Apple TV Plus original, but it's actually also 
mm. part of Universal. And when I saw it, I was like, this is the type of show, if I was in America, I would see this on NBC. This is the type of show that I would see as like a it traditional... very safe. Yeah, a very safe, traditional sitcom. Or like, swear words. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit, a bit risky from time, time to time. But this is the type of show that you will see on NBC, like we, we saw with Dirty Rock, where we saw with Parks and Rec, like we saw with Friends. It gave me that era. I was like, the only thing that's missing really is a laughing track. Because yes. that's how it, it felt like that type of comedy. And I maybe I wasn't expecting it, even though we chose this show. And also, again, because it's a streamer platform, those type of shows just don't translate as well when it comes to streamer platforms in comparison to like a linear... The average show. score for this show is a six on IMDb. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I just, I honestly feel like the problem is it feels, that kind of comedy feels dated now. Yeah, it is, Like what yeah. we're doing comedy-wise, we're doing any genre-wise, is so much bolder. Mm. And I think also people are watching it knowing what these people can do. Yeah. Like I know that Maya Rudolph can deliver yeah. more than she delivers on that show. Yeah. I know that Rob Hunches can deliver more than he delivers on that show. Yeah. He has moments on the show that are fun. Yeah. But they're not like... This is not memorable. Yeah. It's not like, damn, I'm gonna, I was writing a comedy, but I'm gonna put it in the bin because this is doing, like, Joel, like the moments where Nicholas as the assistant works to me is when he's in his full sort of bitchy gay. And I know this is a stereotype, but like yeah. in that bitchy gay thing and elevating it. So there's a storyline and like every, this is the other thing. I just feel like storyline wise, forgot about storylines every, up, yeah. every episode, other episode that he auditions for a play in episode one mm. which he performs in episode eight seven <laughs> oh, i was like no there's no play that takes that long no. <laughs> <laughs> no it reminds me of harlem where there's like they're doing like a, a theater dramatized performance of get out and it's just the oddest thing <laughs> he, he auditions and in the second episode i should say he auditions yeah. in the second episode I felt it was a really weirdly matched episode energy-wise because mm. they were like, Howard and Nicholas are going to be best friends. I was like, these are could it be two yeah. more opposed characters? I didn't know where it was going. I thought, if they try and make this a romance, this is not... It's not going to work. It's not a romance, but even as a friendship, it just felt forced. Mm. Exactly. And like, by the end, I'm not going to lie, I quite like the two of them together, yeah. but I'm like... What you need to like, what Parks and Rec does really well is like engineering situations in which people have to spend time together. Mm. So, like, this didn't spend time engineering situations and just would be like, Howard wants to help Nicholas. Why would Howard yeah, want to? What so does random. what does this benefit Howard in any yeah. way? I even think, sorry, back to like seeing scenes where like they're in the boardroom and they're chatting and there's banter. A show that did it really well in that setting was Blackish. Blackish, I don't know if you've watched, you haven't watched one. Blackish, yeah, is it was a really great show. It stars Tracy Ellis Ross, which I love. Girlfriend? And, yep. Girlfriends, yep. The number <laughs> and, one girlfriend and girlfriend. Exactly. Um, Another nepotism, well, baby. We should actually risk My Rudolph and Tracy Ellis Ross. They are. are. The exact same, should yeah. be the exact same person. They should. I mean. They're they both as talented, They are fair. amazing. I mean, Tracy and Ellis Ross. We should get the in a movie. That would be amazing. Let's get two of them maybe playing yeah. like cousins or sisters or something. They have similar ages. They must be. They are 15. Sorry. They're both of them are the daughter of famous, famous black women yeah. singers. Yeah. How has nobody made a movie about this? And they can both say, well, yeah. mini, um, my rule of concern. Yeah. And Tracy as well, yeah. There you go. I they should know. be playing like age dream girls. Yeah. Eight, like 50, dream girls in their 50s. Well, Tracy Lee Ross did a, a film very similar with her, like, oh. getting into to the music industry. I thought it was called The High Note or something like that. 
Anyway, it's me. I'm writing it. Yeah, you, you know what? You can do it. I probably could. Um, but I feel like Issa Rae would be like, no, I actually want to write this. And I'd be like, oh, so I was, dearest Issa, here's the idea. You write it because I don't yeah, write. Yeah, true. Yeah, you can get her to write it. I'll be an exec. You'll be an exec. I'll get to meet Maya Rudolph and Tracy Ellis Ross, which, which honestly, I'd start crying, I think. Can I come? Can I come? Absolutely, you can come. Yeah. You could do I, the, I, I you do could the poster. Yeah, why not? Um, And you could do the... What I always love as well is when you watch a, sh- a film um, and the people are interviewing them. You know, the press bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, the behind the scenes stuff. So, who who took the longest to get ready in the morning? Oh my gosh. Of course it was Tracy. <laughs> but have you seen her fashion? Yeah. yeah. that's. I want to do that. I, I want to do that. But I want people to not know who I am. <laughs> like, so I want people to go away and be like, wait a minute, this woman also is a producer. She tricked us. She's a producer. And she pretended she was a nobody doing an interview. Like, that's hey like, guys, I'm really nervous. Um, I'm, I remember when I read um, Shonda Rhimes' book, which is over there um, in this room. Yeah, I love the listeners. Are like, oh yeah, we can see it. Absolutely. Over there, yeah. Sorry, okay. Shonda Rhimes' book. Um, she says um, that she's super shy. She never wants to do interviews. It took her a very, very, very long time for her to start doing interviews, and she started to do it more and more with the cast. So she would do it with like Viola Davis and Kerry Washington. And that's how she was able to gain her confidence. There is, there is like a hand, no, there is like a list of women who, if I ever met, I would just immediately start crying. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes, I yeah, think I would start sure, crying. Yeah. Shonda and Issa Rae, I think. Issa Rae, I'd start yeah. crying. Michaela Cole, I'd start yeah. crying. Viola Davis, I think I would start crying. Yeah. I think I would just start crying. Kerry Washington? I'd be like, why did you pick this? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'd be like, you go, girl. I'll no, be, Kerry I Washington, would be, I, would I think we need to hold hands for a minute at the beginning. Just I to think, like, just to orientate myself yeah. and be like, I am sat in front of Kerry Washington. Washington. I think she will be the um, most amazing person just to hang out with. And, and she's I, so down off to air, I'd be like, if you had to pick Fitz or Jake. Should have picked Fitz. A hundred percent. I would have picked Fitz. And the interview. No. Wrap it up. Why I, you, you would have picked Jake. Jake wasn't problematic. But Fitz, Fitz was, was the president. Fitz was the president. I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. This, live no, show, we'll get into this. Yeah, live show, let's go back to the thing. So anyway, Blackish, going back to it, they the show features Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson. And one thing about Blackish, what they did really well is there were scenes where you would go to Anthony Anderson's workplace. And I'm trying to remember what his actual real name on the show was, which was Andre. Um, you go to Stray's workplace and there will be many scenes around the boardroom where there's different colleagues. Of course, Dre and one of the other colleagues were the only ones that were black. So there was a lot of like ripping around like the differences between black and African Americans and white Americans. But it was really funny, really quick, witty and really beautiful situational comedy yeah. in that space. So that was really perfectly timed and perfectly done in that show but when it came to the scenes where they're in the boardroom and they're like trying to gel it just never connected and it wasn't funny and it felt very forced too many characters yes yeah i think no offense to the two white women but those two white women should not have been in the room oh god i even forgot they were there yeah because they didn't add like their jokes never landed i think it should have been her assistant which is jockin booster's character nicholas yeah um sophia yeah the accountant for some reason Oscar. and I'm not gonna lie first the first three episodes I was like stop featuring this accountant he's an no. accountant no when they did that biz- I'm sorry my workplace the accountant is not the main character no. but the, the accountant was there because I knew it. it was like that's love, love interest. interest 
And and you, I, know, you know I love romance. I'll allow it. I'm genuinely, yeah. I would allow it. He seemed... There, the, her buying him the... Um, painting, that was really sweet. Yeah, and yeah. then him being like, right, I'm going to throw the painting out because, like, nothing's going to ever happen between us. Hold on a second, I really do want the painting. Yeah. Hold on a second, what does this mean? I'll put it in my closet. Like, I... Polish. Yeah. I like, no, I like the energy of it because, equally, we've just had a conversation where you said nothing yeah. is going on here, nothing can happen here, and you're like, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I don't want to get my hopes up then. So yeah. I should not hang up mementos of you yeah. in my home because I'm going to fall in love with you. Yeah. I don't want to fall in love with you, so leave me alone. Um, so I'd have him and I'd have Ron Funches, uh, sorry, Howard. And I think I'd make that the team. And I get why people didn't do that because that would have been literally five people of colour. <laughs> yes, and? Oh, wait, sorry. Four people of colour and a white man. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> no first that dude. Four people of colour and a white man. Um... I feel, but I those ended up being the only speaking characters yeah, anyway. So true. why have those other two people in there? To balance. It was stupid. Howard's storyline, where he is preparing for the play, I personally would have liked if he would have had a storyline that was closer to the main storyline of the show. It felt too distant. It also felt too convenient in some way. Like. Oh, the assistant wants to be an actor. It's like, yeah, because every assistant wants to be an yeah, actor. Yeah. Like, some assistants don't want to be actors. Some assistants just want to be with, assist, like, with good people. assistants, yeah. Yeah, all good assistants. Yeah. So that felt weird to me. Rob, um, Howard being so overly invested. I've, I'm not going to lie. I love the moments in which Howard and Nicholas connected over his acting. Yeah. Um, there's a moment that I really enjoyed where Howard is trying to. Nicholas says, like, oh, I don't cry. Like, I just can't cry. And then Howard's trying to show me videos where he cries and he's just, like, staring at him and me, like, this is lame. I was like, fuck that, man. I that was so funny. That, that was funny. This is so weird. Yeah. And I was like, that is real in terms of a person who is not emotional. Mm. And then he tells a story about how he grew up, which is not unlike yeah. Jock and Boost's real life. Oh, really? Grew up with white parents on a farm. Oh, wow. Homeschooled, like, the whole shebang. Yeah. Um, very Christian, yeah. knowing that you're gay that whole time, the, yeah. the disconnect that that must yeah. provide or create, sorry, um, and and how that would steal, make you sort of like resistant to being emotional because you didn't grow up with particularly emotional people. But I thought the way they resolved that story where he just has a hug and then yeah. is suddenly crying just felt so like you've seen all of all of the choices that they make story-wise you've yeah. seen before yeah it that's why it felt a bit cliche again that's what i was saying cheap cheap gags cheap laughs nothing really giving you extra again i've watched this show before minus 86 billion dollars yeah. and that's the problem that, that was the problem was i feel like it didn't lean on its comedic yeah um talent enough yeah. And it made such obvious story choices. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, like the uptight boss. Every uh, boss is an uptight boss. Yeah. When have we ever seen a... Like, literally, in Punch Rec, Ron is not uptight. Yeah. That's what makes him fun and exciting. Yeah. He kind of... It's anti-establishment. It's yeah. like, well, how has he ended up being the boss of this department? Yeah. Unless he says, like, it's crazy that he's the boss because I care more about the department than exactly. he does. Yeah. And you kind of... You're rooting for her to one day be the to run this place because he doesn't want to be yeah. here um the soppy quiet angelic guy who falls in love with the main boss lady he's not soppy he's not angelic and no what, right. what what adam scott's kind of uptight 
Adam Scott's yeah but at the beginning but at the end he's like I'm in love with you Leslie no 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 but they fall in but that's what I like about the two that they fall in love because they're both people who are really passionate about their jobs yeah that's what brings them together not but, that he's soppy not that I, he's okay, angelic wait, I, she's passionate about her, her job and he finds that attractive and, and he's he passionate found, about yeah. his job and she finds that attractive okay but then that okay but then either way and you this have that goes character. back to what we were talking about the bear yeah I ship a relationship where there are just two talented people who love their job who love their job yeah. and can appreciate how much that other person yeah. loves their job whereas with this show the love interest that they're trying to build with Nathan um, oh sorry Arthur and Molly didn't I mean it didn't feel like there was like a very strong foundation but there was some really sweet moments yeah. where you like he was like breaking down her walls and like she was feeling a bit more human bar like the money and the persona that she was putting on it was a romance that was a little bit unbalanced because yeah. it, by the third or fourth episode they're basically on a day-long date yeah that's what i was saying. and then nothing else happens yeah. for, like, for like four or five episodes. episodes and you're like that's not how you build a relationship no. i would rather you didn't have anything happen for four or five episodes then they go on this date episode yeah, and something and changes yeah no but i think in that period he goes and tells the other guys oh i fancy molly yeah but i mean but then she's moved on and he's moved on i will say this this is what one thing i did like yeah because I was thinking, you've introduced a love interest who is part of the main team mm. and who we're supposed to root for. Mm. But you've also interested a love interest in introduced a love interest who is Molly's speed. Yeah. He's a billionaire. He's French. Yeah. He has his own business. He does a lot of philanthropy. Molly goes to a meeting with him and if she thinks it's a date but then it turns out to just be a meeting you're like oh no yeah but then it turns out he does like her you're yeah. like yeah. yeah and you're kind of like oh maybe molly's finally found someone who's right for her who, who does what she does yeah. but you slowly start to learn and i i don't know if you felt this but before they even got to that summit i was like this guy throws money at yeah, issues problems, yeah yeah. and maybe that's not the right guy for Molly because yeah. she's just come out of a relationship with a guy who throws money at issues yeah. who was cheating on her. Yeah. So she perhaps needs someone a little more down to earth. But I really like how they played that story. Mm. So it wasn't just like, I'm trying to steal Molly's money. It was like, no, I am actually a billionaire. Yeah. So I don't need your money. I don't need no. your money, but I equally don't do the work. Yeah. Because I'm a billionaire. And that's the thing where you saw the difference between her relationship with that, I think his name is Olivier, and um, Arthur was the vulnerability, mm-hmm. which I was saying before, like that, going back to the bear, that was adding extra points to him because I find vulnerability so attractive in a man. And with Arthur and Molly, they were always like vulnerable, like breaking down the walls, being like really honest about like how they felt after the divorces. Whereas with Olivia, what were they even talking about? Like they're just talking about how beautiful yeah, Italy was and his house was or, you know, like the, the lifestyle that they had, but not not really going any deeper than that. So I, I, I like the difference between the relationships or what they were trying to show. Like he's here for a good time, but not a long time. It could have been there for a long time, but I think the problem was that Molly was on a journey where she yeah. necessarily, she didn't necessarily like the person that she was before. Yeah. And because she was changing, it made her difficult to, it made it difficult to be in a relationship with a man who was very much part of that world that How, she's trying to leave. Yeah. However. And I, honestly, I feel like in a similar way to The Bear, this sort of found its stride in the latter half of the series. Yes. So, Molly is dating Olivier. Mm. She has a good relationship with her work, her workers, 
and is trying to even mend bridges in her own family because it turns out that she's sort of disconnected from her ma- her family since she married John and um, is a bit uncomfortable about going back to see them because she she feels like there's sort of animosity there. Mm. Can I jump in and just yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I feel it. like it's quite interesting because I take her back to her black side of her family. Mm. And I, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a more of a thought, but did you feel like they were trying to make mention to the fact like she felt disconnected from her black side of the family because she married someone who was no. not black? I feel like they, they weren't trying to say that, but yeah. I feel like what the show, what I kept thinking as the show was going on was that like, you've one, you've mentioned that she's a woman of colour. Yeah. Two, we know Maya Rudolph. Yeah. So we know that she's black. Yeah. And there are no black people aside from her cousin. Yeah. And, um, and Sophia. And, yes, Sophia, yeah. In her orbit. And yeah. in her close friends, when she goes out with her close friends, they're all, yeah. they're all white. Right, yeah. And the thought in my head was, and I'd love to know what the listeners think of this, because this is a, a conversation that we have mm. as a production company internally about this argument between having a black character who happens to be a black character... Mm. and it's not the whole point of the show yeah. should be a thing mm. but equally having a black character and also portraying portraying their enti- their blackness in full should yeah. also be a thing yeah. and as I was watching the show I was kept on moving from camp to camp yeah. in that like this show is not about being black no no. but equally my Rudolph is black yeah. but- so how can we just disregard her blackness for an entire series but maybe that was not the focus. I mean, no, like, and that's what I'm saying. I was watching. I was like, this is not what the show. The show's not about race. Yeah. But equally, why are we not seeing any people? Uh, she doesn't have any friends who are black. Yeah. She doesn't have any family with. that are black until yeah. we go to see visit the family, like yeah. episode six or seven. Yeah. I was like, this feels weird to me. This feels yeah. like when you cast a black person for a character that you'd originally written as white. Yeah. And so their entire world was white. Yeah. But they're back in it. Yeah, but she. I think the story and the the show was written around Maya. Like you know, when a show is written and they have already their star mm-hmm. in, in mind, they had Maya's in mind for this story. And I'm like, if you look at her real life, she's actually married to a white man. But just because you're married to, married to a white no, man doesn't not... mean that your family isn't like I have mixed race cousins. Yeah, and the the large majority of their family would be black. That's true. Just based on yeah. the, the, the way that their father and mother's side have yeah. gone on to have children. Or if your mum's the only child yeah. and she's white and your dad has 15 siblings, the majority of your family's going to be black. Yeah. And it feels weird to me that you wouldn't show that. Yeah. Or even if that's my Rudolph's experience, you haven't set up this character at, at yeah. all. Like, I'm so sorry... And I think that was the thing I was thinking in my head. It's like, if I was going through a divorce and I was losing one sense of family, mm. I'd probably want to Connect double down into my other sense of family. Yeah. This character apparently doesn't have siblings. No. So your cousins are your siblings. Yeah. And we should have met those cousins, I feel like, earlier. Then, yeah, I think that would be helpful. I think that's why Howard's character... I think that's why Howard's character became more prevalent because it's like... 
he works there yeah. and he's her cousin. But, but in that first time, episode... Time some, you even forgot. Like, I thought it was a joke. In that first episode when he said, oh, I'm your cousin, she's like, sure. Oh, my gosh, yes, she As does. As if she doesn't know who he is. Whereas when you get to that family episode, Howard is a staple. Yeah. It... They're like, oh, remember how... how... I think but so. But you didn't know this dude... But six months ago, fight a month ago. I think when make they, it make sense. When they when they were reading the storylines of each episode, they realized, eek, wow, we've not mentioned anything about her family. She has she has no backstory. Yeah, it's giving me like Sex in the City. When you think about Sex in the City, you do not know any backstory for most of the characters that are there, apart from Miranda, who um her her mom passes away, and there's a funeral, and you see that part of her her story, but you don't know anything about anyone else, and. A lot of these sitcoms, actually, you don't know... Actually, no, Friends are like, you do know about the family. Well, you know about a, Monica Ross. You know about Monica and Ross, you know about <laughs> Rachel's family. Whereas this one, it felt, yeah, it was missing. And I think, for me, that when I, I pointed that point around, like, the... Connecting with her other side of her family, or the, the quote-unquote black but side of her family. But that's her family. But, yeah. She doesn't introduce any other part yeah. of her and family, so that is her, her family. family. Yeah. But I was like did it feel like it was just shoehorned in it didn't feel organic to me personally i felt like and i i wonder if this again this is my this is what i mean about there are two camps of this because mm. i wonder if we've just moved to a place as a society as people that make tv yeah. that you can't have a character of color and act as if there are no people of color in their life yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that episode. I really enjoyed that episode. Actually, yeah. I thought it was really fun, and I actually felt like the character of Molly slotted right into that family. Really, I felt like she was. She felt awkward. I mean, some of that maybe due due to the like issue the, between her and her cousin. Really, yeah, but she felt like a bit like detracted from it. That's why she was like, "I'm coming in and tell me all the backstory of everyone again." No, like, I, she, there's, I feel there's like time disconnect. has A hundred percent. I feel yeah. like time has passed. But I feel like she slotted in in a way that's like. There was a time where these people were close. Because mm. okay, that is yeah. what she keeps coming back. Yeah. We, like, this should be fine for me talking yeah. to him because we used to be close. Like, I'm I'm quite lucky. Like, I've not fallen out of touch with any of my cousins. But I'm trying to imagine a time where I hadn't spoken to my cousin for five years. Yeah. If I went back to her house, I imagine it would be exactly the same. Yeah. Where I'd be like, X, Y, mm. or Z. Remember when we used to do this, when we do that? Like, I'd be, first of all, I wouldn't even do all that. I'd be like, first of all, I'm here. <laughs> so... Is that it? Shut your mouth. Wow. I'm the main character of this family, honey. Wow. Where have you been for the last five years? Where have you been for the last five years, though? I've been collecting money. What have you been doing? (laughs) Do you even have a job? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that really really in problems. That's, that's how I know my family would be like, we're back together again yeah. because we're dragging each other, yeah, wrestling each other, nobody's respecting anyone's boundaries. I'm in your house cussing you. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is disrespectful, but it's love. It is. It's I, love. I, I like that episode because I felt in the back of my head a creeping question being yeah. like, are we really going to go a whole eight, ten episodes <laughs> of this show and act like this woman isn't black yeah oh there's no black people in her world yeah. apart from her cousin who she doesn't recognize yeah who could have been like the gag could have been that wasn't her cousin that is true that could have been just like, a guy who was like, like well she's kind of she's black yeah, so she, i'm gonna <laughs> pretend to be a cousin and then at some point episode six she's gonna start going for a family tree right, and be like right. i don't know this guy it's <laughs> just she just three three and me and she's like ah. does anyone know howard and yeah. i'm like there's no one called howard in our family she's like hey man did you lie and he's like yeah i'm actually finished. i did I wanted a job. That would have been fun. Yeah. 
That, that would, would actually really be, be fun. stupid, but yeah. But a funny. new, yeah, like a new true. thing to say. And I think that's the problem. It didn't have anything to, new to say about yeah. any of the things. Like it was very proud of its like, let's, I'm going to stop being, being a billionaire. Yeah. Like at this point I've realized like helping people is the main thing. And the only way to do that is to give them money. And I, and, and we as people who have money don't really have the right to tell people who don't have money how to live their lives. So I'm trying to lose, I'm trying to give all, all my money, money away. Yeah. That was what the show was gearing towards yeah. in terms of like what this big new edgy statement yeah, it had yeah. to say. Also her redemption arc, like she was spoiled and um, up herself and self-absorbed and now she's completely selfless and she's considerate and, you know, thinking beyond her see, means. That's why I wouldn't have played, because I feel like that spoiled princess storyline is so... Overdone. Yeah, I wouldn't... I like That was what was... And there was a there was a thing every episode I felt like oh, this is not hitting why is it not hitting and I was like because I feel like inherently this storyline is dated yeah, it is and it it doesn't have anything to say about how we live now yeah. because most rich people are conscious of their richness yeah. same and trying actively to pretend that they care about yeah. people yeah like bill gates and melinda gates well, i mean they're divorced now that's why i was thinking about the story when i was watching it i was like this is like melinda gates or this is like jeff bezos's wife so that's that's the only thing that felt current like oh this is very similar to but it, yeah and then it, it sort of presented those two women who honestly i don't believe that you marry like it's not an accident that you marry a man like that yeah, no. You haven't fallen into that. You're not yeah. a dummy who's married a rich guy by a, a smart guy by accident. Yeah. You saw something in them. You understood what they were working towards. Mm. And in this show, which I liked actually, that they said this is like you supported him while he was working on this thing. Yeah. You were the one fielding phone calls when people complained about oh this tech doesn't work, this tech that doesn't work. Mm. By side that whole time, Larry's Richie wants to be going out fucking young girls. You are entitled to that money yeah, yeah. because you yeah. worked on that money. You paid his rent yeah. for years yeah. when he didn't have a job. Yeah. So you had a job. So that's why I found it really weird that they presented her as a person who apparently has never worked a day yeah, in her life. Yeah. And he kept on like uh, like taunting her like, well, you didn't really deserve it. Mm. You didn't deserve the $86 billion. I gave it to you. I made the money and you have now benefited from it. Yeah. Which is very interesting why at the end... As much as I'm saying a lot of this has felt predictable and sort of dated, there was one thing that made me scream in my home on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so Molly is dating Olivier. They've decided to invest in a, a water system that turns wastewater into clean water <laughs> in a click of a finger. Yeah. Um, as if that's not what the whole sewer <laughs> system is doing anyway, but work. Um they go to a conference and Sophia rightly and also just think, felt narratively weird and it didn't need to be feel yeah. weird. Sophia's like, I don't think you should back this thing. Mm. And what they should have done is have Sophia said, I've read the documents and the maths is not maths in. Mm. Because Sophia is not stupid. She runs this whole thing, so she must be clever. And she must regularly read proposals yeah. that don't feel sustainable proposals that do. And should have said, like, based on like what I've read, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and Molly should then turn around and done the thing that she does, which is that you don't like rich people. Yeah, you didn't like me when I first arrived, and now you don't like Olivier, and that's why mm. you're back in the idea. And that should have been the friction. Is that yeah. like ultimately they're two very different people. Yeah, and even though Sophia's trying to genuinely help Molly, 
Molly is now back in her rich person high horse yeah. and no, nothing's going to bring her down. Yeah. Instead, Molly, based on nothing, is like, I don't think you should back this. And then naturally Molly is like, you, um, you hate me, so I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do this anyway. It's a very weird argument yeah. based on no character development. Get to the presentation now. For some reason, Gator from Dave is on the show. Who? Oh, yeah, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Dave. Um, Gator is their um, celebrity that they brought on to try the water. Uh, Molly pours a... Uh, a glass of the water. A Pyrex dish full of yeah. waste into the machine gets to the end, collects the water, and it looks dirty. Yeah. Gator is like, I'm obviously not going to drink this. <laughs> Molly is like, I will have a drink of it. Because we have to, because we're we're being filmed. But the water doesn't look clean. Yeah. Anyway, she says she's going to have a drink of it. She has a drink of it. The water is clearly not clean. The entire machine is shown to be... not not to work to the, the level that she says it does. And the presentation is a flop. Yeah. Um, Olivia comes to her afterwards and is like, why don't we just move to Switzerland for three months and wait till this blows over oh and gosh. completely abandon our stakeholders and the people that believe in us? And at that point, Molly is like, oh, no, I don't want to do that with you. Like, I don't want to be that person again. I don't want to, I don't want to allow a man's decisions to inform my life. Yeah. So she breaks up with her. Sophia then comes and goes... Um, Molly then um, offers her resignation to the foundation. Yeah. She's like, I'm flop. I keep bringing flop energy to the foundation. I don't want to do that to you guys anymore. And again, Sophia, again... T- I get why she does it, right? Yeah. But based on the conversation that she has with Molly, I feel like the character development wasn't there for her to come all of a sudden be like, I'm not going to let you resign. Yeah. I need you. You've changed my life. You've changed the foundation. You're incredible. We need you. That conversation did not feel earned. No, it's because I think that would have worked had the zoning proposal storyline where they were trying to sort out the zoning proposal in California. And you could tell that actually Molly's involvement was actually going to happen. Yeah, it's what made it happen. It's what's going to make it happen. Had she found out that that the proposal had been a success and had been accepted afterwards, after their big argument, I think she would have been like, oh, this is making me look at things differently. I see the benefit of having someone who has a stature of Molly and also her money who can make a difference even though it goes against all my morals. It was, yeah, there was lots of moments where you felt like the usefulness of Molly mm. in the position that she is should be something that Sophia should take away. Mm. And equally, Sophia's hard workingness is something... Her work ethic is something that Molly should take away. Yeah. To lead to these two characters being slightly more balanced, yeah. but still needing each other. Yeah. Um, anyway, that doesn't happen. Uh, Sophia gets on the plane and says, Molly, don't quit your job, we need you. You're my best friend, I'd die without you. It was yeah. good. Yeah. So Molly decides not to go comes back to the team it's like hey guys i love you all mm. let's just try it. oh i think after that is when she does the speech where she yeah. says she goes back to the summit and she makes a speech where she says i'm basically gonna try and spend all the money that i've earned yeah um from this divorce on philanthropy or making people's lives better because i don't think that billionaires are in a position to tell other people how they should live their lives mm. and instead we shouldn't have billionaires yeah 
period. So I'm going to spend this money. Um, she celebrates with the team. Um, Arthur decides I'm going to tonight's the night. I'm going to tell her how I love her, yeah. how much, how I feel about her. He goes off to speak to her. They have a conversation. Hard cut. As the, as the scripture to say, smash cut. Oh, I like that. Smash cut to Molly waking up the next day. I think it, I think we should put up a premise. He, he, went, he goes up to Molly and says, I've got something to tell you. Yeah. And she's like, what? Or something along that line. And you, then, and you're basically, you're watching that scene thinking he's, he's about to tell her that he has had feelings Yeah, he's going to tell her that he has feelings for her. They're going to kiss. The end. Smash cut. Smash cut to Molly waking up the next day. Mm-hmm. Something about the way she wakes up makes me think... Yeah, it's really like, interesting. Perhaps she's not happy that she hooked up with Arthur. Yeah. Is my was my initial feeling. Yeah, you, also, you know that there's a hookup because uh, there's Somebody underwear. else is in the bed. Someone else is in the bed. There's underwear on the floor. It looks like there's been an interesting night. She happening. gets up. She goes to the bathroom. Leaves the bathroom. Goes to check her phone. Looks at her phone. People are saying, wow, this woman is mm. pledging to lose all her money or whatever. Just looking out the window and then she says, last night got a bit out of hand. Yep. Whatever. And there's a pause. Mm. And a body rises in her bed. Wow. <laughs> and the body says, I'll say. And it's her disgusting ex-husband, John. John. <laughs> hey, hey, Adam Scott. Played by Adam Scott. Adam Scott is brilliant in this, actually. Oh, yeah, because he, is. he makes my skin crawl. So at one point, so not only does he cheat on her with, I'm assuming, his assistant. Yeah, yeah, his assistant, yeah. Hayley. He then does a... A um, Harry and Meghan esque interview where yeah. you silent or you silence, where he's yeah. like, you know, the marriage wasn't working. I wish Molly the best. Yeah. But, you know, she's not handling this well at yeah. all. Whatever. Molly then decides she's going to go on her own interview. That's what leads to the Hot Wings incident, yeah. where she's like, woo, this is my more my speed, whatever. The next time they see each other, she's won an award for like humanitarian of the year at a foundation that he's a chairman on mm. and he decides he's coming to the ceremony yeah and he's like let's have a chat you and me you and me need to have a chat she obviously goes because of course she did your ex and and you're like i wonder what yeah. this is gonna be about he's gonna tell me he regrets what he did whatever mm. get there and he goes oh you know did you think you won this award by yourself Hmm. because I'm a chairman so how do you think they choose the winners I got you this award because I feel sorry for you hmm. and basically tries to completely steal her thunder and make her feel two feet tall yeah and it works momentarily but the team lifts her up yeah and that's the last time we see him during this very very bad day at the summit where the machine goes wrong she suddenly says she's gonna spend all her money and he's texting her and Every time she sees the text, she's sort of just like, ugh. Turns the yeah. phone over, puts it away. See a second text, we're like, ugh. And I was like, I wonder... I remember seeing the text and I think, one, this feels like what an ex would do. Yeah. Especially a narcissist, which we've learned that John, John is. Was, yeah. um, but I was like, oh, I wonder if that will be it. Mm. And then to find him in her bed, I was like, well, this is the payoff for those yeah. texts. Yeah, and this is a twist that we weren't expecting. I wasn't expecting. Because it's like... We thought the door had closed. She had like come, gone out and said, "You are below me. I don't need you. We are divorced for a reason. You are with Haley, your assistant. Enjoy your, your life. child bride. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Good. Luck. Have a good life. <laughs> and then to see that 
he's in the bed. I was shocked as well because I had to go and rewatch it. I was like, nah, I missed something. I screamed. I missed something. I missed something. What did I miss? What did I miss? I literally um, screamed. I said, yeah. no! Yeah. You see? I said, no! This, and do you know why I screamed? Because I was like, this is like when your friend is like, I'm done with him. Yeah! I'm not going to see him anymore. That guy's dead to me. And then she calls you up and she was like, well, he called me and he was near my house. So he came around to collect his... And you're just like, right, where's the story, story going? going? And you know exactly where the story's going. Yeah. They're back together. That was why I screamed. Yeah. And I said, this is a scream for all my girls. Yeah. This is a for all my girls. You've made a big mistake, honey. Yeah. And I, then I went to go and check. I was like, is this show coming back? And it has been renewed oh, for the second season. Yeah. Probably. So I was like, well, they've done two things. Either if the show didn't come back for a second season, I was like, you've given a really interesting ending to a series. Yeah. But in the same breath, you've also opened a really great door for mm. what series two could look like. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued because I think... Had they just resolved the whole, like, Arthur tells Molly that he lost her, they kiss, they, you know, they yeah. end up in bed together. You bit too payoff, easy, uh, bit pay, too Yeah, clean. easy payoff, and there's nothing else to really discuss, mm-hmm. because, like, she's given all her money away, she's found the love of her life. She hasn't, though. She's yeah. in the process she's of in the giving process her money of, away. Um, yeah, she's in the process of giving her money away. She's found this guy who may be really good for her. This is most of the story. What else is in series two, apart from a repetition of everything we've just seen? Unless we see romance between other work co-workers, but I don't think I care about Not it. Not you cheated with your husband. Yeah. With your ex-husband because he after he cheated on... You, fam! How does this even... What is I the... was like, you know the, the guys who... The girls who are just digmatised. Like, he must have some... He's putting it down. down. He's putting it down. Um, he's yeah. flipping... He's, he's, he put his thing down, flip it and reverse it. That's what's happening. Honestly. And that's why the girls can't leave I mean, him. Even they, though her cousin said, I never liked him for you. Yeah. And you they, really should listen to your family yeah, when they tell you that. Because they're, they're dead right. Yeah. Honestly. And I think I got the impression, like, when he entered the picture, she became very distant with that with her family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he thing- seems like he... It seems like the relationship was all-consuming. Yeah. Like, even if it was that he was... Even if it wasn't that he was like, don't spend time with your family, spend time with me. It was... The ups and downs of that relationship meant that it was yeah. a full-time job yeah. and you couldn't be there for other people the way you needed to be yeah. or where you were before because you basically had to keep an eye on your husband in case he cheated on you. Yeah. And also, like, she was constantly in his world. And so the minute that she's stepping out into her own world, her own profile her own decisions, even if it was based on the money from the prenup or no nup, whatever, he didn't like it. He always felt uncomfortable by it. That's why he went up to her and taunted her when she was going to win the humanitarian award. That is why he was constantly texting her while she was in Corsica. Like, he he never liked the idea of her, her winning. Being, yeah, of her yeah. winning and her being her own self. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys that do that. Like, yeah. he sees a girl, like, she's doing what she needs to do. She's living her life. She don't need you, boo. And that's when you're like, let me just square my way. Let me just yeah. resurrect myself. Let me just yeah. come and see how she's going to come and mess up her life. Yeah. Come on, girls. If you're, if you're in that situation, lads, ladettes, if you're in that situation, open your eyes. Let your eyes shine and see that these guys... Shine your eyes. Shine really your eyes because these guys are waste men. Literally. Absolute waste men. So I've got one last point about the show, which I enjoyed. It was the music. I, was, I really oh enjoyed the music. God. I was I, literally thinking that as well yeah. when I was watching it. I thought, when I was watching it, I was like, they have either gone into my playlist over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years and picked the songs that I enjoy. There was that song with um, Megan Thee Salem with Big D Energy. 
But that song is uh, that that is um uh from a song called Genius of Love. Okay. Oh, I can't remember who sings it, but I couldn't tell which version of it was going to be until we got to the end. And yeah, they, they use aggregate, that. You know, yeah, yeah. Becca comes in and so you're they, like, okay. They yeah, use that instrument quite a few times. And then there was one time they used um, Dream Big by Jasmine Sullivan. And I loved that song very much. And I, when they played it, I was like, wow, this is taking me back because I really lo- love the song. Yeah, the music is ironically very modern. Yeah. Um, a very contemporary in comparison to what we felt the show was in terms of being quite dated. But guess what? I'm not going to lie. It was very interesting to me, the music they were choosing, because there was a lot mm. of, like, disco stuff. Yeah. There was a song called Free by... I think her name's Denise. Mm. And she does another song. She does To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Anyway, it's a bop. You would know it if I played it Oh, yeah, you. no. Got To Be Real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a song by called Free by Denise Williams. And that just... Yeah, a lot of memory for me. Mm. And I was like, it's very interesting because what are you saying when you play songs yeah. like this yeah. in a show like this? Yeah, it's true. Like songs like Big Dick Energy is like, oh yeah, it's about, it's modern, it's about money, it's mm. about a woman feeling empowered. Yeah. I get why you put this in. Sometimes I was like, like they played, I gotta stay fly, by Three Six Mafia. Mm-mm. Don't know. But they played that song when they were in the um, private jet. Oh, and, when they, okay, and also yeah. I thought they played um, when um, Arthur and Molly get the helicopter to go pick up his daughter. Okay. I was like, this stuff like this yeah. is like very on the nose. Like, true. People are flying to so play a song about being fly. Yeah. But there was also points where the song was just like perfect. Perfect, yeah. I do feel like I had this impression that when they wrote this show and they did the first couple of edits, they had different music. And they were like, well, it's starting to feel a bit like, it's just not feeling fresh and poppy. And then they changed on the music. It's not uh, urban enough. Yeah, I just feel that like they changed the music to after the show wrapped and when they were in like post-production. That's I how agree. I felt about it. Cause I've, I've been on shows, well not, I've not personally been on shows, but I have worked on shows where their first cut is just not hitting the way it needs to be hit. So they re, almost re-edited the show not even by like a recut or like reshooting but just changing the music and it just changes the tone completely yeah that's how, I, that's how i feel about this show there, there is a show that we're currently working on at work and uh one of the, the story producer yeah was like oh this cut like the first cut that came in she was like this is awful i hate it mm. she's like there's a scene that's a sort of um a, a tryst between two characters where it's about sex more than it is about romance, but mm. the song that's playing over it is very romantic. Yeah. And I was like, well, then all you have to do is change the song. Yeah. And she was like, it is crazy the power of the song in that yeah. moment yeah. to be like, you put that song on and suddenly this it's is a different, different thing. So different vibe, yeah. I 100% believe in, in the power of music. Yeah. And personally, like, to me, I would always work music first. That's why yeah. I'm not um, yeah. like a director or a yeah. whatever, because I would be like, I know exactly what song I want to play in yeah. this scene and then I'll build the scene around the song yeah, as opposed to like writing a scene and then asking for the song to be in it. I feel like if I wrote a show, I've, I know like the, I've got a soundtrack already in my head. Yeah, so do I. Like what the sh- oh, but one day we should share, share notes. Yes, we should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have several um, soundtracks. Oh, I have you, oh yeah, sorry. I have like one show. <laughs> one soundtrack um but yeah i think should we just talk about ratings let's rate the show 
So I would say one is it is an easy watch. If you want an easy, cheap thrill, which is ironic for a show called Loot, but a cheap thrill, a cheap comedy to watch, 30 minutes in the background, this is a good show to, to have while you're cooking. Did I enjoy it? Not massively. Was I entertained? It was okay. So I probably would give it like three. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'd give it a three. I give it a three. I just feel like if you're lucky enough to like book genuine comedic talent on your comedy show, mm. like say what you will about friends, these people were virtually unknown. Yes, yeah. It's not like you got f- seven comedy seller comedians. Yeah. yeah. You got people and you built comedy out. You yeah. based it on like their audition and the way that they were able to tell a joke. Mm. I feel like if you've managed to book three genuine people who've got sold out shows or, mm. you know, do runs across the country that sold out. I actually think pull back on the writing yes. at that point. Yeah. And you say, improvise the scene. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Go what... to the scene, improvise the scene. Yeah. SNL is partly written, partly an improvisation yeah. show. Yeah. So that will be her, that Maya Rudolph skill. Mm. Rob Hunch is a comedian. He has to be able to think on his toes. Yeah. Um, Jolkin Booster is a comedian. He has to be able to figure on his toes. Mm. These people will figure it out. Yeah. But I think it's... I don't know. It feels wild to me to think that you could write a better line than a comedian yeah, in a comedy true. show. That's true. If you are not a comedian, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's interesting because even with friends, even though they were unknown, like someone like um, Matthew Perry, like Chandler, he would improv quite a lot of the show. Like some of the most famous lines from the show is based on improv. So for me... Maybe, yeah, maybe it was just way too structured, way too formulaic. It wasn't written for a streaming platform. I, I cannot, I feel like this is an NBC show that they've tried to put on it, a streaming yeah. platform. Apple paid a lot of money towards it. But I need them to really start thinking about a streaming platform and write for one. You can really push the boundaries apart from just having the swear words. <laughs> push the boundaries on the story. The way you tell a story. The, tell, the way you tell the story, the way that the, the, it's positioned. Give us more. Like, it just felt so light. Like that first episode, like, they have Seal. Yeah, and he just stood there and was like, yeah. No, which is fine, but, like, if you're going to do that, like, I'm expecting cameo every yeah, episode, yeah. and it doesn't deliver no. on a cameo. But I don't think a cameo would help or resurrect the show. No, 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 I don't think it would, but, like, in terms of playing about with the idea of fame mm. and richness and and being rich, and, how being rich um, increases your proximity to fame... Mm. Like, it'd be interesting to see this person who hasn't earned, quote-unquote, hasn't earned her money mm. sitting next to these people who are, like, titans of yeah. business or whatever. Famous, like, her chef. Like, the reason why they keep featuring her chef, her home yeah, chef, is because he... he's a well-known chef. Oh, really? Yeah, he has a chain of, re- chain of re- restaurants. He's a well-known... Chef. Chef. Yeah. And so it's... All of the scenes where they have him and they're like, sorry, this isn't good enough. Like, the joke is that they're talking to an actual yeah, person sure, who yeah, runs yeah. restaurants mm. and telling him that his food isn't good enough. But mm. for that to work, you need to know that that is who that is. Yeah. And actually, I think if you're not actually a rich person, you don't know who that no. is. Exactly. No. And even me watching it, like, I didn't recognise him, but I got the impression from the way he was acting that he was a regular person oh, yeah. pretending <laughs> to be... He's like, oh, I'm Wasn't so sorry, Molly. Oh. I didn't mean it. I was like, this oh, is not God. an actor. <laughs> this is not an actor. So this was... And the fact they keep repeating his full name. So is David Chang. David Chang. David Chang. So, yeah, I've Googled him. Chang, he's a he chef. Mamafuku Nudova in yeah. New York City. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's why that run, running joke was there, but... See, I and like, that only works if you think your audience are people who would recognise. Yeah. Or even even just hearing the name, so they didn't recognise the face, would hear the name and know who that is. Yeah. And I don't know... I think I wonder if that's the other problem with the show is that it didn't quite understand its audience yeah. because it played the comedy very like I was talking to someone about comedy today and I was like it felt very junior yeah played the comedy very junior as if we don't know what a billionaire is like yeah. but then it would have people like David Chang in it yeah who you wouldn't know if you weren't yeah. a person who was lucky enough to go to high end restaurants in the New York so yeah. it couldn't it didn't just. Totally couldn't make its mind up about who its audience was. And I just wish it even went... Like, I would say this about Succession. It doesn't give a heck about who you are. Yeah. And I think that's why it's not the most popular show in the world. Like, regular people don't like... I say regular people. People who don't work in TV are not a massive fan of Succession. People who are in media absolutely love it. Love Succession. Because we get all the references, right? Yeah. Regular people who are not savvy in all of the the takeovers and the corporate buyouts and all that stuff and understanding who the big families are in in media might not enjoy succession. In a similar way, you either go balls to the wall about this show and you say, this is what it's like to be a a billionaire and we're going to make references and if you want to know, you look it up. Yeah. Well... I think it's it's been an interesting one, and um, I'm glad that we reviewed it. Yeah, I what do I say three? I think I said what's 5. your score? Three point five. Three, three or three. I, I I'm just so mad because I just know it, it could be better. It, it could have been better. Be better. Big question: Would you be watching series two? It was really easy to watch, and when I got yeah. to the end, I was a little bit sad because I was like, I will say this. Maybe I'm gonna raise it to three point five. There's not enough things for me on mm. TV that are just easy watches that you can I wouldn't say switch your brain like yeah you can you don't need your brain for this show no 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 um when the comedy hits it's silly yeah so you don't need your brain for it it's not these hard hitting jokes it's just like dumb it's um how I say I love how you say my name Olivier say it again it's like our and it's like ah it's stupid do you know what I mean like it's dumb it's dumb humour but like dumb humour is great yeah yeah. Um, I just wish the show was a bit more gag, gag, gag then yeah. if it was going to do dumb humour. Yeah. Because it kind of had this dramatic element that made it feel like its humour was going to be really elevated, but it didn't it necessarily yeah. have any elevated yeah. humour. Yeah. I can't think of one joke where I was like, that's clever. Yeah. And there were jokes that I laughed at just because I was like, that's so silly. Yeah, I was like, this is a moment where I'm supposed to laugh. Like, this is a pause for, for a laugh moment. But yeah, I... It was okay. Yeah. It was fine. It just wasn't. Yeah, it was just fine. Groundbreaking, yeah. Hence fine. the three. But anyway. So, next week, what are we reviewing? We are doing White Lotus. White Lotus! Yes. Mike White, Theo James, uh, Will Sharp, Aubrey Plaza, the dude from Sopranos. Which dudes? The we'll dude find out. We'll find Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Cause some you... beautiful Italian people. Um, yeah. Some Americans. And yeah. One English, two English dudes. Tom Hollander, isn't it? Who? Tom Hollander from Pride and Prejudice. He plays Mr. Wick, um, Mr. What's his name? Mr. Collins. Okay. He's tiny. Well, you know how you like short kings. Um. <laughs> 
don't don't put your short kings energy. I don't I don't have short king energy. I'm all talking. Listen, fam. Talkings only. That's between you and your god. No, my god knows talkings only. Your god knows your children are all gonna be five foot two. No, sorry, when I'm <laughs> significantly taller than that. Yeah. Talk no yeah. talking energy only. We'll anyway, that has been a really fun episode. So yeah, and this has been scripts and giggles. Pause. Which... <laughs> you idiots! If you thought this was a fun episode, you better like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast. Oh yeah, because we're sitting in a house with no heating, no electricity. <laughs> we are shaking in our boots. In our boots, we're wearing coats in the house, blanket. We're bold headed. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cost of living crisis. <laughs> cost, of living, cost of living crisis as scalped us. We do not have wig. We do not have weave. We have nothing. No braids. Braiding hair now, 10 pounds a pack. Can you imagine it used to be two pounds? Can you, the day that happened, no, we're not going to pray for that day. We're not praying we're for not that day. We're not praying though. for that day, no. So like and subscribe. Yes. If you like and subscribe to, if you if you like the pod you like the girls yeah give us a rating as well don't give us a rating no but it better be five <laughs> if we get less than five don't give us the same rating as we gave the, <laughs> if we movie. get less than five we'll find you no one and we will kill you no we will absolutely not <laughs> scripts and giggles do not condone violence but a single script a single giggle does <laughs> alright we are done <laughs> This has been <laughs> Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana and Marnell. Bye! <laughs> if we were married and you said to me one day, I don't want to be with you anymore, please don't steal all my money. I would say, do you know what? I respect you as a person, listener. And I won't take every single penny you have, but I will be taking half. And I will be starting a philanthropy... And the philanthropy is giving money to broke ass bitches like me. I'll start a school teaching girls how to be, you guessed it, gold diggers <laughs> with your money. I'll be like, look for those little sad loser boys, yeah? Who like love school, whatever. Marry one, wait till he blows up, catch him cheating. I'm done. Empty his bank account. When he's crying, wow, 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 I didn't mean it. Get out of the house. They'll be like, please, I want to resolve it. Let's go couples. You'll be like, nah, I want the divorce. Because the divorce equals dollar, 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 dollar. And staying with you, <laughs> I'm bored. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. <laughs> Bye. Bye.